Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Yeah, man. The blackest thing you never seen in your life. The blackest thing you ever seen in your life. Whichever your case may be. Continues on. Suave, what's happening? Off the top rope with as much blackness as you can legally serve directly into your chest cavity. Unprotected. Man, here we are once again. Still outside. Still outside. Uh, I'm 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 back marked safe again. Back safe. <laughs> back marked safe again. I'll take it. The testers is out. The block is booming. Green tops is on the deck. Green tops on deck. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We we live. Yo, before we get too heavy into the shit, cause we got the shit. That just gave me a shirt idea. I'll tell you about it when we're done. T- today's guest, later not on. yesterday's guest. <laughs> t- t- today's <laughs> guest is not yesterday's guest. You the, feel me? The guest just went up. We want to yeah. we we thank Primetime Dante Smiley. Indeed. We want to thank Red Dog Rodney Mack. Oh. And, um,. This week, we got a gem for you. The baddest man in the world, VIP heavyweight champion, Shane Taylor joins us. I don't think you heard me. I said Shane Taylor joins us. Mr. Sandman. Bring me a knee, <laughs> and then an elbow to put him to sleep. Forearm shivers, if you please. <laughs> Mr. Sandman, bring those knees. Shane, Shane Taylor. look, Shane, when it's time for some new music, all I'm saying is come see fuck us with and you, I Fuck with your boys, man. I'm just saying, we gonna lace you up with some shit that'll help you lace your pockets up with some more shit. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Yo, we, we we are outside in a major way. Greatness has been bestowed upon us uh, uh, in, in our immediate touch, if you will. Um, on Saturday, let me let me kill this music. Well, bring it down a little bit. Not kill it, but Saturday, there was a UFC fight and uh, in Houston. And uh, there was an appearance by one Booker T. Now, at this post-match uh, conference, Beast, uh, co-partner, owner, my, my, my man, 100 grand, Tory Walker, had the, had the privilege and honor of actually attending the post-match. And in a clip that he should have dropped that is soon to be viral if it's not already, is uh, the, the main event was uh, Desenia versus Whitaker. Adesanya uh, wins the the bout. This is what happens in the post match. 
at the uh what, 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 I want to say compact center, but we know goddamn well. <laughs> Toyota Center. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'll just wait on you to kind of work that out. All right, here we go. Courtesy of uh, my man Tory Walker down in Houston. Check this out. Did you feel like a, a, a bigger sense of strength in there from your previous fights? Mm, yeah. Is that Booker T? It is. Five time. Five time. <laughs> five time. Five time. Five time UFC fucking champion. I was, I was like, is that Booker T? What the fuck? Holy shit. Sorry, just being a fan. Um, no, <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? Is this city? Oh shit, my man. Respect to you, bro. Um, uh, yeah. Did you feel? Yeah. <laughs> Can you feel the raw emotion? <laughs> That man's really a fan. <laughs> he's really, he's really a fan. Like he, he, he lost his whole sense of professionalism. He's like, no, fuck, fuck what we talk. Well, look, how much professionalism do you really have to show when your job description is putting hands on the motherfucker, beating ass? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like killing, literally killing is my business, and business is good because you die every time. You die a little bit every time you go go inside the ring. What, what, what do you tell somebody what you do without telling them what you do? Wham, wham. I massage brains into cottage cheese. Gee, <laughs> I'm a door-to-door CTE salesman. All that you want to check? You want to check out my newest my my newest inventory? Roundhouse. <laughs> but yeah, like so professionalism yeah, it's a press conference but yeah I, I punch people in the face for a living but bro like, yeah, fuck you me fuck you <laughs> like Brock Lesnar is body slamming um, vertically challenged people on tables in, in restaurant lounges <laughs> you see you see how I skirted that I could have I could have got us in some really deep water oh man <laughs> oh so then we also had uh, the the world's greatest halftime show. Well, well, one of the top three world's greatest halftime shows for the Super Bowl this past Sunday. Top three or top five? Um, let's go top five. Let's go top okay. five. Give me, um, give me the other four. Give me the other four. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you three of the other four. I'm gonna let you pick. Uh, do a pick them for the other one. Prince. All right. right. Michael Jackson. Of course. Janet Jackson. Justin Timberlake. Beyonce and Bruno Mars. Oof. There we go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> An honorable mention. Black Eyed Peas showed up and showed out here in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They went out. Because there's a lot of other performances that were, you know, very much, you know, entertaining. But because keeping it a thou wow. Yeah. yeah, keeping it a thou wow. Black Eyed Peas was the first hip hop act to show up at the Super Bowl. I don't care what anybody says. Black Eyed Peas were hip hop. I mean, when you when you when you as one of your group members write for Easy E. You are hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to dispute it. And I, look, had you not given me that, I'd have been like, uh, this is more like pop hop or like, you know, no, he's got, you got direct hip hop connections. So, I mean, it's first hip hop. So, Sunday was the first gangster rap. Yeah. For, for, that's for sure. Which is also debatable because Will I Am is gangster rap. <laughs> look at the game. Anyway, I, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm these, I'm, are, <laughs> these, these are truths. These are truths. Have you heard this shit like where there's a, a groundswell on the internet of people who felt like the game should have been a part of of the set list? So I'm not mad at that. I I um I was actually I'm I'm more surprised that 50's name wasn't on the marquee when Eminem's was. Although I understand why. Um, but I knew he was going to be there, and I actually would have been upset if he wasn't there. 
by the same token, game right. game should have been there, and there should have been some kind of reconciliation, even for temporarily, some kind of like moratorium on beef, just so game could have been there. But let's keep let's keep it all the way a thousand. Even though people know who game is, it's not like game got hits. Hey, I'm Fifty Cent, and we met. <laughs> it's not it's not like game it's not like game got hits that uh that will resonate with a hundred thousand people. His hits are directly tied to the person he's beefing with. But Hated to Love It Hated to Love It is the record that you would have done in that particular situation. Like, uh, that's not it's not my favorite game song. It's the most famous. The one that I would have done, ironically. It's called Compton, but it's produced by Just Blaze. My favorite one is what's the record uh, Timberland did? Which one? Um, off off the first album. Yeah. Oh, that. Dun, dun, that yeah. Dun, dun. <laughs> that shit was stupid. That, that would that would have <laughs> been the record. But okay, so people said that, and I was like, okay, that kind of sort of made sense. But the person who was really missing from that. From from that set list was Cube. I you know honestly I would have expected uh, a shorter Kendrick Lamar set uh, to bring out Cube and Ren to do Hello, especially with Snoop on stage. That's what I was expecting. I think you could have got away with it. Like, okay, same same setup that you had, but you would have had um, Cube pull out the Impala. And him and Ren drive up, you know, saying drive up to the set because there's a car down there, so you have room for it. They just would have drove it, doing that record, get out, da da da. But I don't have much of a problem with the set list because I, I realize there are a whole bunch of concessions that got made, and you can tell you if you if you went to the Chronic 2001 tour, saw that, and then saw the Super Bowl halftime show, you know there were a lot of concessions made. Yeah. Yep. So you you know enjoy what you got. But we had another conversation before we started rolling this, where it's like, hey, the respect for the hip hop culture, we gotta we gotta start doing you know some some maintenance. Or the, some things have to change. The fact that we had memes of those who were anti uh, 2022 Super Bowl halftime show, and the description of the people who were anti in those memes, and it being 100 percent spot on, like. Hey, tell me you're a racist without telling me you're a racist. <sighs> like, just because it's not Brooks and Dunn or Alabama or, or, or Florida Georgia Line or uh, Antebellum, as the case may be now. Like, you you doing, um, you, you doing way too much to go out of your way to tell us that you that you don't appreciate. And, and not for nothing, country was robbed anyway. If you if you really want to keep it a buck, that that, that whole country country was rock. Matter of fact, that country got culture. Let, 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 we we know where music started. Not, I'm not, let's not even go into that conversation. That, yeah, that, this is a celebration, gonna, bitches. Dig, yeah, we can't do. We're just gonna be digging a hole with it. You know, no one wants to. Shouts out to my to... cousin Katrine, aka Anna. You know what I'm saying? She out there styling Mary J. Blige. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We out here active. This is a celebration. We ain't trying to sit here and sour nobody's fucking parade. We we, we out celebrating like, our people. Like the halftime show was for us, but then we find out how many people we got connected. It really was for us. Shouts out to Bavu Blakes. Hip hop grew up on Sunday. Like we, this was a grown and sexy ass uh, hip hop show. 
Like every everybody was sweating and need, needing pain pills afterwards. Like this is this was this was life. You got to take your ibuprofens early. And you also got a classic game too. Like I, my joke the whole week was the fact that there was a rap concert, a four hour rap concert, and before and after the rap concert, there was gonna be a football game that broke out. It just so happened the football game was one of the best uh, Super Bowl games we have seen uh, like ever. In, in, ter- in terms of competition, I'm not saying that. Um, not saying that. The, oh, and the the refs let them play too. It was a really fast game until the fourth quarter, and that that I think that soured a lot of a lot of the uh, the feeling. Because you, you could see the fix come in. Yeah, there, there was like, there was hands there was hands on this game. But and and with some of the recent allegations, you know, from Brian Flores and and even um, oh, I don't want to forget his name right now. With uh, Hugh Jackson, but he kind of backed off of it. And then Dez Bryant would kind of cooperate and stand with Brian Flores with some of the things that we've heard about tampering and tanking and fixing games and things like that. Things like that. It was a. It's too fresh on everybody's mind. Then for you to see something like that unfold in the Super Bowl, it just gives you bad vibes. Even if it was just like, hey, we got to call it a little tighter down the stretch so we don't end up with like a colossal fuck up. Right. But a fuck up is like, a fuck up is a fuck up regardless. Right. It's just like when you found out about Tim Donahue in the, in the NBA after the um, the 06 finals, the whole shit with Dallas. Now you don't trust any basketball in the playoffs. <laughs> Now every year it's like, oh, we fixing it for TV ratings. Like once you fuck the trust up there, you can't get it back. You, you can't can get it back. Mem- it's over. You have temporary lapses in in your. You suspend disbelief for a little bit, but then back to where we are. So how does that translate into what we do and what we talk about on this show? There's no trust in Stanford. Even though what we do is wrong. <laughs> and speaking of, <laughs> shouts out to <laughs> Philadelphia for the for the Bel Air reboot. You know what I'm saying? Like. Freeway gets a cameo. He gets music dropped in the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, just and I haven't watched it yet, so I will be. I'll be honest and say I'm I'm late to this party. You don't get Not one. Because, you don't huh? get two. You get three episodes to kick it off. Well, see, that's dope. I want to be able to binge. I like binge watching the show because if I like it, I'm gonna want to follow the whole story. I, if I, it's not good, I don't want to be tied to it and then try to force my way through each episode hoping it gets better this was to me this is the best way because if you if you didn't like the first episode you're not going to come back for the second one but this is true but having three back to back gets you emotionally invested into the characters and into the story and and then but then the other thing is i don't necessarily make a, a final decision one way or the other about the the validity or the the entertainment value of a show after one episode. Now, I know other people that do, but I'm going to give you three because by that third one, you should have gotten to the point. And speaking of TV, man, listen, Suave, I don't know if you're ready for this. So we got Bel Air. Uh-huh. We got the second half of All-American Season 4 coming back. We have They the, still ain't done with that season? Damn. They just came back. We're coming back from mid-season break on uh, next Monday. We have Hold on Before we continue Since I just said that Today is Thursday February the 17th Yeah our lord Yeah our lord I said yeah our lord Yeah our lord 20 and 22 Amen Yes sir um, We also have All American Homecoming Season 1 Kicking off The fuck is that? So Remember uh, In season 3 
where they went to the HBCU in Atlanta. Right. Well, that got spun off to its own show. Yes. So I, wait. So they're gonna do a whole series based off the weekend they spent. So uh, Jordan's Jordan's wife, girlfriend, whatever the case may be, um, accepts the scholarship. Or uh, this is what I, from my, what I understand, accepts the scholarship to this to the school in Atlanta, and right. she's going to Atlanta. And then what Jordan went to to go play baseball? I don't know if he's actually going there or not. Um, but the um, I got I just have a feeling that the the guy who was after her on that episode you know, is going to be her love interest for this new show for Homecoming. Because for whatever reason, when um when coaching and, and, and well when Jordan's parents get remarried, I thought they figured they went ahead and figured out that they were going to annul the marriage and just try to be a couple. And they're they're trying to be a couple, but. Here, here so we are. I mean, once once you take the marriage part off of it, I mean, she can do whatever he and she both can do whatever fuck they want to. It just it, it it's a personal integrity thing, but you're not you're not breaking any laws. And and the the main thing I always hear come out of a motherfucker's mouth when they trying to get away with some shit without getting away with it is if I ain't got no ring on my finger, then I'm single. I mean, in the eyes of the government, if you're not married, you're single. Right, if you're, <laughs> and you can and you can still file your ta- taxes separate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so until you until you are one in DNA paperwork and tax returns, I mean, yeah, technically you are, but you, you are anything that you want to be. Yeah, it's a morality clause to go with that shit. But why the fuck does there have to be a second half to season four? Like, didn't they get into enough shit? What social? I mean, season three had 19 episodes. How many have already? come through with season four seven so far so episode eight is next monday because jeez bro like coop i was i was really i hate to i hate to say this out loud i was really hoping coop went on, went on <laughs> you ain't the only one though <laughs> unpopular uh, <Coop>. opinion <laughs> coop get on my motherfucking nerves do you hear me toxic toxic i mean oh my She's god bad for like, everybody she touches like yeah, I can see if this shit was set in the '90s, you thinking you could, you know, get through the rest of the world without an education, motherfucker. This is 2021, and you out here talking about you gonna drop out of high school and we gonna be fine because I'm gonna be a rapper and I'm gonna get all the money. Is you out your motherfucking mind? Check this though, we got can't read. We got a release date on Atlanta season three. Yeah, now moving on to some other shit I can get with it. March 24th. Yeah, buddy. We also found out last night on AEW Dynamite we have a snowfall sighting yeah snowfall you dirty bitch season 5 premieres February the 23rd you funky bastards (laughs) we are outside we are selling dope in America baby (laughs) these drugs falling from the sky actually we in what Puerto Rico or Cuba this year testers out <laughs> green tops oh man all right so that that's your that's your tv roundup for for uh for this week yeah, now yeah. all that hey, you, you up on force of course of course i am yeah we, we we 
we don't we ain't, we, we don't we don't have enough legs to talk about the the story that could happen here. Well, right, 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 right. Let, right. Let's get to like let's get to like episode eight before we start talking about that on the BPBC. Yeah, I was gonna say like I, I, all I knew is when he made the U turn to go back into Chicago that he wasn't going out of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, he wasn't leaving. But, you know, yo. So the news of the week of the week. People who don't even casual fans, you know how we feel about the casual fan. Fuck them. Casual fans are talking about this ad nauseum. The news of the week: Cody and Brandy Rhodes have uh, not renewed their contracts. Were able, were unable to come to an agreement with Tony Khan and AEW. Are no longer part of the AEW family. They have been wished well on their future endeavors. Here is the one thing no one is talking about. With all of the rumblings that they're going to end up in Stanford at the Supermax for, well, well, I'm sorry, not they, Cody, because Brandy apparently is not going. But all all cap. Like she won't beat her. Get the fuck out of here. All cap shows or, or leads to believe that Brandy will not be in tow with Cody at the Supermax in Stanford. But. Here's what no one is talking about. You ready for this? What? Do you realize that Cody could potentially show up on SmackDown Friday or even in Saudi Arabia on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Because the, the I don't know. Well, this is to be the first time we'd ever actually find out if, um, well, no, Cody's contract expired. So we still don't know what happens is. if someone gets cut. Someone like literally gets fired and doesn't just have a contract lapse. Is there a no compete involved? Because I feel like, you know, Kanos might be a little lenient on shit like that. I, I believe Kanos is on some, uh, you know, go go make another one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I would really like that energy from him. I just, it's not a good business practice. It's not know, a good business practice. But at the same time, it, it goes back to what I've always said. If you're not doing anything with that person, why would you stifle them? And I don't think, I, I don't know Tony Khan to know this, but... Who, spite. I mean, we know we know that's the way Vince operates. But, I mean, to a certain degree, we've seen Kanos act like that. The whole shit with Swole was like y'all had a conversation, came to a mutual agreement, then she kind of aired some of that dirty laundry in an interview. He took it the way he took it, and then you saw his spitefulness kick in. Hikaru Shida's trying the same shit too. Please, okay, circle back around to the Cody to the Cody Rose shit. But go ahead, and, go ahead and get this one off, please. Because if if I do it, it, we gonna be in a diatribe. Just go shoot that one, shoot the factuals off on that one. Then I'm gonna just I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. We are gonna go on back to what we uh, on which one on Cody? Oh, it, do do Sheeta first. Okay, so <laughs> you, can, you can just paraphrase. You ain't got to bring up the article. So Sheeta is at home in Japan, convalescing injury. But the short, uh, the short and long of it is that she feels that she's been slighted because of her nationality. Is that is that landing the, landing the plane? Um, she says that Japanese Japanese women. Um, yeah, it's harder for them now because there was a uh, an influx in the beginning, and now there's so much new talent that you know. Uh, way in the beginning of AEW where being a Japanese woman was an advantage now it's almost a hindrance because of the 
I guess the rest of the scope of the women's roster and how it's grown. And I'm like, so are you saying that because you have real competition here now, or let, you know? Let me let me. Congo Kong. Um. Uh, first AEW Women's Champion Rio, Emmy Sakura. Like these are all people of Japanese descent or influence. Am, am I am I wrong in this statement? No. These this was your main event uh tier in AEW at the at its inception. Let's let's keep it a thousand. It wasn't really good. Like let's let's keep shit a thousand. Like of course because I wasn't I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna go that blatant with it, but I will say I this. I, I will say I this. Am. How long has the DMD been the champion? Long enough that you don't remember how long she's been champion. Bingo. That's the exact answer I'm looking for. I don't care about what date she she's been running Friday nights since Rampage has been on the air. Rampage went on the air August of last year. That I do know. And she's been running and Friday nights ever since. To, right. And I'm one of those people to say she's not getting enough airtime. That part. But it's, why it, why it you got to run a one hour show on Fridays when the, when the flagship show is on Wednesday nights? Ding. But <laughs> I, yeah, it just it wasn't good. Like, fuck, fuck protecting feelings like Kenny Omega has a, a, from spot. what we've gathered might have a soft spot for Japanese female wrestlers. Hey, you like what you like. I'm not here to judge anybody. You spend a lot of time in Japan. You sh you, sh you should have a, a soft spot in your heart for Japan. It it's done a lot for you in your career. And you can speak fluent Japanese. Continue. Cool, but you ain't got to show me your hidden folder on national television. <laughs> Say it again slowly for those of you who didn't pick that up. Don't have to show me your hidden folder <laughs> on national television. <laughs> what, whatever you got, you know, whatever you got tucked away to the side, whatever you love is for you. But when you're dealing in a, a in a consumable product and creating content, variety will probably serve you a little better than niche, because you're you're doing you're basically pulling out a niche of a niche. Hmm. Women's wrestling is already an acquired taste. So then you're going to try to reach for the fugu fish, which I, I hate the fact that that was the analogy <laughs> I used, but fuck it. I, I grew up watching The Simpsons. I was like, I hate, I hate you the, fact. Bring the most. <laughs> I hate the fact that she brought that You shit. want the most difficult. <laughs> yeah. You want to serve the most difficult entree of the most acquired taste. And then feel some type of way when you know it doesn't work out like that like this one or two fine because she is the cream of that crop but now i mean she gets mixed in with all the rest of them and then you have other women like okay jay cargill's not quite there in the ring but as a personality and as a person to look at she all the way there already oh, yeah, bruh bruh and then you double down on how good a rookie is by telling the world that the Arguably the best grappler in the world right now is training, training you. So fuck, man, I'm, fuck you I'm not, you know what I'm saying? So even with this, this faction shit we've been talking about, which I have, I have uh, dubbed the university of violence. Oh, I, I love it. I, just, I love it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Deed of instruction. Catch these UV rays, fam. That's the, ha, ha, that's their that's 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 their mascot, the UV all, rays. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, for a nominal fee, soon to be a phenomenal fee. We'll slice off some of this broken piece of knowledge and put it on your plate. Yes, indeed, Lord. Yes, indeed. So yeah, I mean, if university violence becomes a, a, a full fledged thing, I don't see why Jay Cargill wouldn't be a part of that. Because, I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's happening in real life. Put it on TV. But you have her. You have Serena Deeb. You have... Uh, the professor of professional you know, wrestling, Serena Deeb. Like, you have... Not only do you have women that can wrestle, you have women that can wrestle that have personalities and speak fluent language of the land where the television show is actually being broadcast. Man. <laughs> that matters. And you words matter. That's why I said it exactly the way I did. I didn't say it like you have to speak English. No, you speak the you speak, speak the, the language, language of the, of the land. <laughs> you speak the language of the land, or or have a representative to do it for you. You got Thunder Rosa. You got Mercedes Martinez. You have people who have skins on the wall and just need an opportunity on national television. You know who the translator to the star should be for AEW? Who that? My name is Armando. Alejandro Estrada. What is Funaki doing? <laughs> Somewhere still clamoring for being SmackDown number one announcer. <laughs> Funaki just sitting back counting money. Oh shit, they love Taka Mijinoku. That's one of the, Bro! The That's one of their favorite wrestlers. Why the fuck you ain't call him? Like literally you do a driver, women do a driver named after him every week. Every fucking week. <laughs> like you mean to tell me you ain't got nobody to help out? But long story short, the whole shit with Sheeta and the way she rolled her her uh, article out in her interview, it to most people they probably read it and thought it was sympathetic. This is no different than what Swole said on the way out. Same same points. Like Sheeta said that you know they don't give you a lot of direction with creative. It's just kind of go do whatever the fuck. Same thing Swole said. So there's a lot of freedom. You basically need to come up with your own shit because they haven't hired a, a air quotes writing team. You have a head of creative and a booker, which is the audience of one. That's one person. <laughs> Everything else, y'all need to try to figure that shit out. So that's where you see like people like CM Punk, see people like uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, people who can handle the responsibility of you know, basically tightrope walking without a net on live TV with a microphone, they shine, they move further up the card. They're the more entertaining people. They, they even, those two specifically give you give you the inkling that while on the tightrope, you know when that one foot slips and you dip down, you don't really think that that left leg is strong enough to get you back up there. But both of them have that strong left leg where it can put you back up there and be firmly on both feet across that tight rope and still be in the middle and stay there without the rope if, shaking. MJF is a savant. Then <clears throat> fucking CM Punk has a doctorate in this shit. As evidenced by his Valentine's Day promo last night. This, it, listen, uh, first, this, this before, 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 before we get into that, let's, let's, let, we really got to go back to Cody because we, we did all right. this to, to talk about Cody. All, all I'm saying is she ain't gonna get none of that same smoke that Swole got, and they at basically all. said the same thing at all. It, Except if you exclude the one line that says nobody on television that looks like me, 
Kushida could probably say that same thing too, but remove that line from Swole's diatribe, it's the same fucking interview twice, and they're not going to get the same energy. It's and, and, it's, and, it's, and actually, I would say Sheeta's energy is far more passive than Swole's was. Swole's energy was active. This is by far passive energy. Um, when it comes to Cody, though, Cody is in a unique situation to where if he is indeed wanted by WWE, this is the right time of year to be wanted. This is also the same time of year that Cody requested his release five years ago. It is big check season. Um, who would you put him in the ring against? The there's only two choices here, and one of them is an impossibility. So the first choice would have been um, would have been Triple H. Triple H man. Had a heart has had a heart maintenance situation. His wrestling days are probably long over. He, if he wasn't oh, well man. enough to come back. If he ain't, if he hadn't been well enough or healthy enough to come back and deal with NXT, I doubt he's coming back to wrestle any type of WrestleMania main event. We Listen, could all be getting swerved, but fuck it, I don't think that's happening. It, it's heartbreaking to hear that. Just, just hearing it, it's heartbreaking because that is a feud that builds itself. Like true, the whole you you built NXT around your around his around Cody's father essentially, mm-hmm. and after his passing, Cody and Dustin both leave and go and and become integral parts in the startup of AEW. And there's been subtle jabs, but not by Triple H. The only thing Triple H has done is continue to use dusty uh, dusty born entities into NXT, and which. You know, on paper they look like shit. The execution has been stellar when under now, Triple H's watch. Right now, which is why my second choice makes all the perfect sense as a substitute. Who is Triple H's top pupil of all time? Top pupil? Yes. Who Who's the guy? Well, no, I can't even ask that question. Cause I know who your answer would be. Fuck it. The guy who's modeled himself as much after Triple H as anybody else in this current era. That's uh, I would have to say Orton. Right. I knew that was going to be your answer. I I mean, don't think he's my go-to. He just checks the boxes. He is your go-to and he checks the boxes. It's two for one. The same the same way I felt about Triple H during his time as, as an active competitor is the same way you feel about Randy Orton. That's possible. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I, I, you, yeah, you just brought that conversation back to my remembering. <laughs> hey, look. look. <laughs> I broke my own rule because I said you don't you don't get in the comment section and then try to try to debate logic in the comment section. That was my fucking fault. So when, once we finish this, I'm going to ask you another question about something else. But <laughs> my, <laughs> my answer is would be Seth Rollins because in recent memory nice. the person okay. who borrowed and taken the most from Triple H and sort of mirrors that vibe as architect slash you know cerebral assassin type thing Seth Rollins fits that perfectly and he's in sort of a almost a tweener phase because you don't really know how people are going to react to Cody once he comes back if he's actually coming back to WWE because we we also had a kind of a a different spin or a different direction that this could go. But if he's coming back for WWE, the WrestleMania po- opponent would probably probably be Seth Rollins because of Seth Rollins' connection to Triple H. Here's what I hate about you saying that. Okay. That sets up an actual wrestling match. 
Okay. Choose. I, I listen. I have no problem. I have okay. zero problem with it at all. It's the super max that has a problem with an actual wrestling match. Um. I I love the idea, and you said a, a big money match for WrestleMania potentially. Uh, mm. Big money would be Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins is at the top of the food chain right now. On the on the so so it's basically like when it, when it comes to like the age range, right? Like you have Goldberg. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, you have Goldberg, and then we drop down to the Cena slash Lesnar slash Lashley because Lashley is now elevated, and then you drop down to like Roman, and then you drop down to like Seth. All of these people are the top for their age range. Mm-hmm. And so that being said, Cody is closer to Roman than he is to Seth. But at the same time, the value isn't with Roman. The value is for sure with Seth. Aesthetically in the ring, they could have the the, the best looking match that we've seen on WWE in quite some time, especially at WrestleMania, if it happens at WrestleMania. Because you, you're going to have to give them time. I mean, you're going to give them like north of 15. In the st- well, it, well, you would I would hope so, considering you're looking at two former ROH world champions. You know they're not going to mention that, though. Shit. Pat McAfee? Pat will slip the shit in. <laughs> I'm talking about like in the, in, the, in the real build of what goes on. Because Pat McAfee is an entity unto himself that does whatever the fuck he wants. Loose he cannon fuck with money. fuck you money. <laughs> L- loose cannon with the motherfucking in, uh, safety filed down. And, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll hear later on in the show when Shane, t- uh, Shane hops on here, his feelings on the word fuck you. <laughs> or the phrase yeah, fuck there, you yeah there's words have power <laughs> words have power and you're gonna have to understand this and figure out how to live with it but I, okay here's what I don't fucking understand fuck trying to book his Wrestlemania situation cause that shit you could book a good Wrestlemania situation for him and it work out and then the next night he can start jobbing out for the next six months mm. why in the hell would you leave a situation where you work as few dates as humanly possible you have the freedom to go do television without anyone else dipping into your extra money (laughs) you you literally are weaved into the fabric of the company you're one of the founding fathers and you're making, you gotta be making decent money. Now, I guess one of the, the reasons for the disconnect where they stopped negotiations was he was trying to jump up another level and Kanos wasn't budging. Which I'm like, bro, you you wrestle like four times a year now. You are you on a listener schedule. And you just happen to be you just happen to be in the back every week. Like you doing reality TV, you doing the go big show. You got all this stuff going on. You come out wrestling angle when you get ready. You know, work off a three, four week program. Then you go back to putting a suit on, put the headset on. Like, I don't understand what are you? Is your relationship with Kenny and the Bucks that fucked up to where you like, man, I'm done with this shit. 
Because this is too cush of a situation to go back to Stamford of all places. The same, now, the same place that stifled me, you to the point that where, first off, they sent your wife home, and then you decide that it, it ain't it ain't the place you want to be because you can't do what you want to do creatively. You can't get your one off with your brother at WrestleMania, so you leave and start a company, and you got that one off, and it was it's a top five match for AEW. It's a of all it's time. a it's a great match, but they gave it away. I mean, well, I mean, they didn't t- technically give it away. You had to buy the pay per view. Oh, okay. Yeah, they gave uh, it away. Uh, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the whole point, I'm like, okay, so you say Brandy ain't going back with him. So now your wife ain't coming back with you. So you done fucked off one stream of income by leaving just based on that. Your brother's not coming back. And he's like, he literally tweeted, I'm staying. I like it here. And then he, all, he doubled down too. Basically said, Whatever the fuck they do is they fucking business. Leave me the fuck out of it. You see what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, what, what is, what's, how are you making these decisions? So now you're just gonna go back, I guess, because you feel like you have unfinished business. But the person you're gonna, you need to finish the business with is no longer in an in-ring performance capability situation. Now here, here's what's crazy though. We're, we're putting way too much stank on this. Shouts out to Tony Snow. I don't think we putting enough on it. Well, well, I mean, it, it, it's debatable, and it's a story that's going to continue to to grow legs the longer we go without seeing him on TV. Because absence makes the heart grow fonder, not grow Which, yonder. And that it might be the greatest magic trick of all time because on on <laughs> AEW television they couldn't wait for this motherfucker to either turn or turn around and get the fuck out the out of the arena. You bring you bring back dashing. Or, or or Stardust, you bring back any of these entities, or you just bring back fucking Cody. If he come out of Stardust, I'm done. Like <laughs> fuck him and everything else he, he planned he, to do. He, for he, the rest he of need his to come life. out of Star Man while you bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that should be that should be um, Seth Rollins' first line. If they if they have a WrestleMania Star program, Man, well, if it isn't Star Man or Stardust or whatever they used to call you, the winner is you. <laughs> no, you want to fuck? You really want to fuck some shit up? Okay, I I show you how to cause a scene. The real Cody Rhodes comes back. They they set up their WrestleMania feud. When it's time for Seth to come out, he's dressed as Stardust. <laughs> fucking with, fucking with Seth <laughs> or Seth the Seth. no 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 oh Seth, Seth oh that's Dr- Seth oh Drip King Drip yes. Drip King Seth Rollins come it, funny how we go from two years ago to Kung Fu Panda to Drip King Seth Rollins because he is outside with this he done figured it out I mean good for him a, good for him chi- yeah hit the applause for him Ch- having a child and getting married has really fixed his outlook. And I still, I still reserve, um, I still reserve comment on Becky because I need to watch that uh, Stone Cold uh, sessions with her. Uh, it, it's it's better than what you probably expect. I know. I, 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 I know what it is. Extra, I don't understand where this extra hate for Becky Lynch comes from. I don't get it. I, I just, I, I gotta, I gotta watch it first. I no, just, no, not you. I'm just oh. saying in general, there are a lot of people who don't. Care for you Becky know why? Lynch. You know why? Because they're why? they're flare panderers. That's why. And for that shit, fuck out of here. I mean, there, there's the flare panderers, but I also think a lot of it is like, you got Stone Cold Steve Austin panderers. Cause once they started making the comparison of making her the female Steve Austin, it was like, no, nobody else can ever be Stone Cold. Fuck her, she's terrible. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? <laughs> sir, sir, <laughs> sir, have a, have a seat. Have Walk all the, the chairs, bro. <laughs> have all have the chairs. Have all the, cha- all the chairs. 
All of them. Like, it's everything like Steve Austin, but nothing like Steve Austin. There's no female authority <laughs> one, one figure for her One of these things is not like the other at all. At, at, it, at, it, by any just, stretch of the imagination. Again, back to, back to you know, OG Shane Taylor telling us, like, hey, fuck you. Fuck you means. Hey, 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 save it, save it, save it. Fuck you, fuck save, you means what it means. Save it, save it. But <laughs> let me finish the statement. I, I fuck you means you. what it means, but fuck you has different packages. Yeah. <laughs> There's the Pat McAfee fuck you package. There's the um There's a Vince McMahon and Tony Khan fuck you package. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously, fuck you wears a lot of different outfits. Uh (laughs) I'm just saying, like Cody may have fucked himself. Yo, so back so back on this, so back so like I said, we may not we may be putting too much stank on this. Shouts out to Tony Snow. Because you can't ban snowman. You can't ban snowman. He sometimes people say what you what you're thinking. Okay. What a, Tony proposed this. This is the season to be jolly. This is the this is the biggest mania we've ever seen in terms of outside participation. Mm-hmm. There's a, there are memes that are going around with calendars of events. That are so so detailed that they have to the print has to go so small that when you zoom in it looks terrible. That's how much shit's going on in Dallas for or the Metroplex. Overly pixelated. Man. So even when you can drill it down, no one person is going to be able to attend everything that's happening Mania Weekend. It is impossible. That, if it I, wasn't a pe- if it wasn't a petri dish, I'd take you up on that challenge just to see if we how many we could do. Oh, oh man, that, do you understand? Do you understand? I have the vacation time to do it. Like I have the I have the vacation time to not only do it and get paid for it, but to also be able to recuperate for the three days that that afterwards. We like, need a, we need a, we need a videographer to go with us though. Somebody sh- got to work the camera. Ramon, where you at? <laughs> Reason. <laughs> Reezy, load up the stabilizer. We finna go to work. <laughs> so, uh... He'd be like six. <laughs> He's like the six of our NWO. <laughs> Suppose... With the video camera. Anybody but Cutler. Suppose Cody ends up at Curtis Colwell for the reboot of ROH. Okay. Former ROH world champion. Go back to close the deal that they didn't close for All In. I mean... You you could Cody could literally be the gateway for the forbidden door between ROH and AEW. Possibly. I mean now that now that now that that might be some gangster shit. It's just going that, that's exactly what it is. That's that is gangster from 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 a from a black suit with white pinstripes perspective. It is gangster shit. Mm-hmm. Because going back to Stanford is is some ego shit. Like that's like. I need my last at bat type thing. Boy. It's, it's basically if for, for you, for those of you who've ever seen Mr. 3000. Yep. It's that. <laughs> like, I played a Hall of Fame career, left, got to the money in another business and said, fuck it. They fucked my record off. I got to go back and get my three hits. <laughs> Man, what? Uh, oh, we, we were talking about uh, Val- the Valentine's Day promo. Yeah, is, is that is that what it's going to be called? Is that what we're going to refer to it as the Valentine's Day promo? CM Punk uh, landed, yeah, probably. CM Punk landed 
uh, fighter jet. One one of his it's it, it's up there with the pipe bomb. Not as in not as uh in shock not value. A, it's not as scathing. Yeah, it's not, it's not as scathing. There's there's no shock value there. But in terms of being able to put on a masterclass of, of promo, and for like it, this this promo literally spanned three wrestling generations. And you you have to watch AEW Dynamite or go ca- go catch it on YouTube or whatever the case may be. But he he talks about the match with MJF for Revolution, mm-hmm. and so Punk gets the call. He got he got the call the match uh, the stipulation for the match based on him winning the tag match uh, with uh, with Moxley last week. He sits cross legged in the middle of the ring with a box, and inside this box is the picture. Of Maxwell Jacob Friedman <laughs> and CM Punk, and mm-hmm. CM Punk le- leans into him and says, "Where this may have been the greatest day of your life to me, it was just Friday." <laughs> he says, "For the pay per view, for what might possibly be the worst day of his life for Punk, it would just be Sunday." Then he pulls out a spiked double dog collar with a chain uh, tethering to both of them. And thank God, they're, it, thank God they're not putting lambskin on the inside of them bitches like before. It'll be boy, <laughs> he talk about burns. <laughs> and uh, that, that's that old Buzz Sawyer shit. Rest in peace, <laughs> man. But but then he gets all the way active and says he knows he's two days removed from Valentine's Day but compares it has a lot of comparisons to Piper in Portland because of things that Maxwell Jacob Friedman has said in the past and and possibly one of the best lines to come from a promo it, it, and it's arguable that it's it, it's an all-time great line ever he says will you be mine will you be my Valentine the levels to that statement in the timing of the year coupled with the fact that one of the most notorious doll collar matches ever featured Rowdy Roddy Piper and Greg the Hammer Valentine man it huh, I, I, I I'm, I'm I don't know I, the levels it was a I mean, very smart promo that that punk cut last night and it was flawless Super intelligent. Like there, it's so many that now I got to go back and watch it again to see what other Easter eggs are in there. Cause like there's references to everything that's going on within the feud. If you watch the match, they wrestled an AD style heel face match. Cause one thing I've I've realized about Punk, all of his matches in AEW have been recreations of other classic matches. Like Punk Darby, is definitely a student of the game for sure. Very much so. Like Dar- Darby and Punk was akin to Bret Hart versus the One Two Three Kid. It's a old Raw match back in ninety three or four, some shit like that. But every every one of his matches has kind of had a blueprint or cliff notes to go by from something previous. It, it goes back to something you know that sticks out in the the far recesses of a crate digger's mind mm-hmm. but yeah he's he's really been getting in his bag and now they finna recreate 
another just it's go back and see Starcade '83. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Just go watch it. <laughs> it's so so worth it. it. Yeah, so worth it, man. So worth it. Um, let's see here. I, I think that's uh, I think that's all. Uh, we got a couple more pieces of business. Pat McAfee interviewed Brock Lesnar on the Pat McAfee show uh, last week. Young Brockington. Brock was always the he was he was always put out there as being the bag man. Give me money, show me where the contract. Give me, give me, show me where the bag is, and I'll go. Had nothing to do with the with the industry, uh, on camera at least, for his persona. And this Pat McAfee interview has it, it could potentially make Brock Lesnar a babyface for the rest of his career because it was real, it was open. He actually calls Pat McAfee the best thing that happened to, uh, to, 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 to the commentary team. Says that SmackDown is, is, is a better watch because of him. Um, I highly encourage you out of your way to watch that interview. Uh, what what did you, was there anything that you took away from it besides what I just talked about? No, nah, pretty much the same. You just you never hear Brock talk that much or be that openly complimentary because for the longest you either got nothing from him speaking, or when you did get something from him speaking, it was like I could care less that I'm here, let alone you are here. And and you're getting to see Brock Lesnar the person, which I think is what's cool. Um, at this now, point of course, his career, too, like it, like it's it's yeah. well it's welcome to see that someone who gave so much to wrestling actually appreciates the business and is wanting to the fans to it's same same as Gold, Goldberg did the same shit. Goldberg did not like the idea of professional wrestling uh, and and was on camera talking that shit, but I think his his disdain was real. But then when he got was was absentee and came back, it was when he came back that he actually found the affinity for the actual business and for the love of the game. Uh, but you, you and I have seen and heard him say some shit even after his so-called reinvention of love for the actual experience of being a wrestler. He'll say some other shit like, uh, remember when he said the shit about, you know, the crowd should just shut up and pay attention type thing? Like, fuck you, I spent this money and you out here bullshitting. <laughs> so it's it's different like Lesnar's doing Barry Bonds in reverse so mm, for anyone who's mm, familiar okay. with the career of Barry Bonds what Barry Bonds was in, his, in the first half was a separate Hall of Fame career because Barry Bonds had two um how Barry Bonds handled everything like he did fucking rock and jock games he was he was you know smiling happy to talk to the media athlete and then there's the Barry Bonds that terrorized every pitcher in Major League Baseball until the day he retired and that's the one that can't get in the Hall of Fame because he said fuck you and everybody else Lesnar's just doing this in reverse and there there's that so uh but I, I think that now we're gonna see I almost, I almost think that with this interview, we're probably going to see a pivot in style from Brock. Like Brock is still going to be wrestling a, a style that's safer for him. But what if we got a hybrid of Suplex City Brock and 2004 Brock? Which one you think is safer, though? Man, it's hard. It's hard to say because 2004 Brock damn near killed killed 2004 Brock. 
I mean, okay, that, that's that's one that's one move at a WrestleMania. So we know why he pulled that out. He had done it before. He's never done it since. But everything else about Brock style, he was heavy into submission wrestling. He wasn't doing a lot of suplexes, meaning he wasn't falling on his own vertebrae very often. Um, he used a lot of power moves. He's basically picking people up and dropping them on their shit. Yeah. No different than now. It's just he's dropping them on their shit with German suplexes. Yeah. Which, you know, technically is as bad for him as I the mean, person. T- we're we're talking about the 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 base of the neck and the and the and the top of the spine. Like it <laughs> like you know, and then you have to you have to shift depending on the, the severity of the impact of previous suplexes. Like you can tell it's been communication. Like Bobby Lashley ain't the smallest motherfucker in the world. He's he's a that's a thick son bitch, Bruh. And for Brock to have to pivot on how he does suplexes after two or three with him, that could end up being disastrous for either one of them, if not both of them. Who else was the really big motherfucker he suplexed not very long ago? Like in the last couple weeks. Not Lashley, but somebody else got suplexed and they were taking... It might not even been on WWE TV, but like I understand why Lesnar's style now works better with smaller competitors because like people his size and slightly bigger do not take German suplex as well because that's not a natural movement for them. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Being and- tossed backwards to land on the back of your neck and shoulders, that is not a natural position for a motherfucker who is 260, 70, 80, 300 pounds. Being able to bounce off of the top of your back over onto your stomach is not natural. And then you're folding that. <laughs> then, then you're folding the weight of your legs on top of that. So you're not just landing on your back in the back of your neck. Your legs have to come down too. That is with, without me actually landing. Someone, someone landing on me. That's actually how I crack my C4. So you imagine trying to German suplex Otis, and then he folds over on oh himself. Oh my god! Oh, he's the he's the worst one because he's the shortest, thickest one of the bunch. Exactly. He's, he's, so he's you the have to pull him person. higher. Yeah, he's the densest person in the uh, in the WWE. And you can tell whether or not Brock likes you because he, if he doesn't like you, he's going to pull you up higher so that you land higher. If he does try to take care of you, it's almost like a snap German where he just rolls you off the front of his chest. And he takes the majority of the blow on the lower on the middle and lower part of his back. You got it's it's levels to it. It's levels. He's very right. smart. Very Which very smart. Which is why I asked which one is safer. Um, the answer is yes. <laughs> and there you have it. But we're we're getting we're getting the best of Brock Lesnar at the end of well, what we think may or may not be the end of his career. We don't know how much longer he's gonna tolerate this shit. I mean, I guess as long as the money's free. We about to do this the quickest way we've we've probably ever done this, just so we can okay. make room for Shane Taylor. You ready to play a little okay. game? Run it. Hey, hey. You know who ain't gon' win. You know who ain't gon' win. You know who ain't gon' win. Let's say it this again. I know who ain't gon' win. You know who ain't gon' win. You know who ain't gon' win. We say it this again. One, two, two, three. Get your tail out of one. One, two, two, three. Get the fuck on one. One, two, two, three. Get your tail out of one. One, two, two, three. Get the fuck on. This make hearing hearing that makes me miss doing shows. In the same room <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we we have been we have been in, involved in some classical situations. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, this week, you know who ain't go win is for the elimination chamber taking place in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. 
this coming uh-huh. Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, only on Peacock on the Cock. Live, get on the cock. Live <laughs> uh, Saturday morning on the cock. Actually, actually, no, it's 11 Central, 12 noon Eastern. We bringing back Saturday morning wrestling. There, man, this is this is superstars. <laughs> it is, for real. Uh, so the kickoff show is going to be like WCW Worldwide. <laughs> Basically. Chopper City in the desert. So we got, uh, let, let's run through the matches here real quick. Mansoor versus Jinder Mahal. Wow. The, when's the last time you saw Mansoor? I don't know, but actually, oh, oh shit. He was involved with, wow. He was involved with the whole Ali shit. And we will never see Ali. We won't see Ali to 2023. <laughs> Ali said, fuck you. I'll see you in two and a half years. Well, actually, we did 2024. Yeah, he's like, bro, I'm, I'm done. He's like, I see you in two and a half years. They ain't going to let me go. I ain't coming back. If I got to ride this out, I'll be at the crib. I'm going I'm to log out and be at the crib playing video games, eating eat, eat on my ramen. Oh, uh, and praying to the east. Mansoor is at home. This is where he actually got picked up at was in Saudi Arabia. There's absolutely no way that anybody but Jinder Mahal ain't, ain't gonna win. <laughs> ain't Mansoor ain't Mansoor like undefeated in Saudi? He is. Or something close to it? Yeah. He he won he, he won the uh, the greatest Royal Rumble. He also won uh, his first match over there. Uh, uh, when the WWE had uh, had to, had him in a singles match. Um, Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. Who ain't gonna win? The Miz. I hate to say it. You're right. Saudi Arabia. I, one reason I hate doing the you know who ain't gonna wins is because you never know who's got the pencil over Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and and the formula I use for that is when in doubt, go with the go with what's gonna make the audience happy. Oh, oh, is that right? So, so in that case, not us. This audience in attendance. This will be an easy one here. Naomi and Ronda Rousey versus Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair. Suave, who ain't gonna win? Everybody not named Ronda Rousey and Naomi. No shit. (laughs) You think you gonna hang a fucking loss on fucking Ronda Rousey before WrestleMania? Or in Saudi? <laughs> you gonna fly halfway you, you, gonna, you gonna get that away in Saudi? You gonna fly halfway across the world to make Ronda lose in a Are tag you? match? Before Mania? At Saturday morning at, el- at 10, 11 in the morning? I ain't hit one of these all show. <laughs> Look, even if you wanted to gaslight the Naomi DeVille shit as if you need to do anything else, like that's the only way Somebody's taking a fall, but we ain't here for that. But shouts out to uh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia for even a allowing this match to happen, and b allowing a lesbian to hop into this match in Saudi Arabia. Like that's a that's actually pretty damn big. Like, there's a lot of of woman involvement on this card. Like, yeah, a lot. Yeah, we yeah. made a lot of progression. So yeah, for sure. Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss. Falls count anywhere. Suave, who ain't gonna win? C-Moss. <laughs> I don't even understand why this is a Falls Count Anywhere match. I mean, I get it, but like if this if this ain't a a Madcap Moss lose your contract match, 
this being a, a blow off to end the feud means absolutely nothing. It just means, and, we're, it, and it still ain't a blow off because you still got to go through Happy Corbin at some point. I'm about to say this just means we're getting uh, Drew McIntyre and Corbin at Mania. That's all this means, probably. And that I saw a meme and it was like showing Drew's last three WrestleManias or whatever the fuck. And it was like, no, yeah, last four. It was like fucking Roman at 35, Lesnar at 36, Lashley at 37, and now Happy Corbin. <laughs> Bruh. It's like, shit goes quickly, don't it? It does. The Usos versus the Viking Raiders for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Usos currently your champion. Suave, who ain't going to win? War Machine. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Raw Women's Championship. Your champion, Becky Litch versus Lita. Thanks for Swap. coming, Lita. I hate to say it, man. I really hate to say this. I think they're gonna give Lita the strap. I, I hate. I think they're gonna give Lita the strap in Saudi Arabia. Okay. I don't know I how you get it off of her. I hope not at Mania. It wouldn't be at Mania. It'd be like the main event of a Raw coming back. Um, normally I wouldn't hate it. Well, under normal circumstances, I'd be like, yeah, switch the strap. Then have them get a uh, have a main event on Raw, and Becky gets it back going into Mania. It cheapens the victory for who we think the Mania match is for if Becky loses any time before then. Oof. If the whole plan since yeah. SummerSlam was to take it off Bianca so that she could work her way back to it at Mania to to win it back, and like we said, I, if it's not in 26 seconds, I don't give a fuck about it. Cause you've already ruined it yeah but if she don't squash becky then it it doesn't matter it, it's not a full it's not going to give you the satisfaction that you're looking for especially for the audience that this is aimed at other than bianca with notwithstanding i'd be totally fine with you know switching the strap getting it back like if Liv morgan was going to finally be the challenger for wrestlemania oh, 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 oh. totally funny you should mention that that takes us to our next match this ma- this card is like you said, heavy involvement. I dare say, loaded with women. Loaded. This is your elimination chamber match for the women in Saudi. Rhea Ripley versus Nikki T R A S H versus Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop versus Liv Morgan versus Alexa Bliss. There's only two names I want to hear coming out of this, but Suave, tell me who ain't gonna win. Everybody not named Bianca Belair. You you actually played a really good case for anybody not named Liv Morgan too. I did, but I mean that's that's because I know what I'm doing with this shit. The rest of these people, I don't know. None, know. none of these names other than Bianca Belair screams WrestleMania main event. So run run them names off again. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Rhea should be in a better position than what she is now, but you know life is life. You you you, you know who you know who Rhea Ripley is on the men's side? Drew McIntyre. I was gonna say Cesaro, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, same, well, same, same, same. Well, well, you've seen you've seen uh, Rhea Ripley. You've also seen Drew McIntyre. You haven't seen Cesaro. Mm, good point. Uh, Nikki Ash. That's gonna be Rhea Ripley's dance partner for WrestleMania. Uh, Bianca. We already said Bianca. Do drop. I don't even understand why she's in this match. Because she's the woman and she's on Raw's roster. You got to fill these spaces somehow. What you going to do? Liv Morgan. 
challenger number two. Uh, Alexa Bliss. That's that uh, wild card. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, yeah. Wild card. Shout out to it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, if this character reboot is what we you know think it think it is, then that's your only that's your only other possible option. If you have something really good planned for Alexa Bliss, then you could probably see her take Liv and be and uh Bianca out. And replace it, or you could end up with a with a four way at, at WrestleMania, a triple threat or a four way, because it's not like Becky has a clear path to one challenger that we see that makes sense. Because, like I said, you've mishandled what happened with Bianca because they wrestled like forty times after SummerSlam. Bianca's had like six rematches. Yeah, just but. The, lo- the it's always been, off- it's, it's, it's been some bullshit. You're right. The, lust, the, the the boom is off that rose, but there's always been some bullshit involved. It's similar to this damn feud that uh, Naomi's had with uh, uh, Sonya Deville. I could appreciate that feud a little bit more if it actually had a big payoff, other than the fact that Naomi gets to whoop that ass. But there's not there's right. no other payoff. It's just there. There's too much contact between them to where it's like you don't want to see the match because all the things they would do in the match they've done already. Um, for your Universal Championship, Oldberg versus your champion, your Tribal Chief, and this is your daily acknowledgement. Have you acknowledged your Tribal Chief today, Roman Reigns, the head of the table? I'm about to. Guess who ain't gonna win? God. Anybody, anybody who ain't got a wise man. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Okay, you threw me. For <laughs> so, so there's no way. There's absolutely no way Willie G walks out with a belt. Listen, I made the mistake of saying this once upon a time when The Fiend was involved. And I said, there's no way they finna fuck this up and put the belt on Goldberg and fucking Saudi. But hear me clearly when I say it this time. And I mean it. There is no fucking way that we are about to ruin a 500 plus day reign as Universal Champion for the gl- greater glory of a man who's been able to milk 25 years of paychecks off of two years of relevance. The shit's gotta stop. And for me, this is where it stops. Mow this man down, as, as our tribal chief has said, Goldberg, Goldberg, and get the fuck on. <laughs> I love That's it. it. That's it. That's it. Um, and then finally, for your WWE Championship and Elimination Chamber, you have your champion Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles versus Riddle versus Austin Theory. Truth be told, I could do without Austin Theory, but I understand why he's in here. This match on, on paper could 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 be a match of the year candidate. On they paper, have all the ingredients. Oh man, you got all, man, all of them. You've got one of the greatest champions in the history. Actually, you have three of the greatest champions in the history of of this business, and uh, and Lesnar, Rollins, and AJ. And then you also have Matt Riddle, who's a legit badass, who's who's been made to look like an idiot. Theory, There's so much stuff you want to see, man. Theory, and 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 still, we've got plenty of tread left on those tires too. Don't get it twisted. That man might just be thirty. Austin Theory, who is definitely the the next in line, and then Bobby Lashley, who is 
ain't ain't changed a physical appearance bit in 15 years or 17 years in this business. Uh, who ain't gonna win? Um, everybody not named Lesnar. I, I think. I, I, yeah, I think. I, go ahead. They're dead set on this title versus title thing, which I'm not against if you're gonna unify them. But I don't see how you put Lesnar in this situation this close to WrestleMania and he not win if he's going to be in your headline main event. What now, what makes this match match of the year candidate candidate possible is the order of entry and elimination. Are you going to get the standoffs and faceoffs that you really want to see? Are you going to get to see Lesnar and Riddle work a little bit? When does Lashley come in? Does he start the match or is he in the pod until the end? We know Lesnar is going to be the last entrant or should be anyway. Smart Money says, well, norm, I wouldn't say Smart Money. House Money says AJ and Austin Theory kick it off. But I, I'm thinking we're probably going to see Riddle and AJ or Riddle and Seth Rollins start it. Give me AJ and Rollins to kick off. Man. It, just any combination of AJ, Rollins, Riddle, or Theory to kick off other than AJ and Theory. But then if you plan on beating Bobby Lashley at some point, Lashley probably should start. And there that is. Um, We'll catch you back here next week. S- sit tight. We had a, 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 a monster with the baddest in the world coming up with Shane Taylor. Right after, you know, we, uh, matter of fact, ain't right after, we're going to just do that shit right about now. Before we get too, uh, too deep into the she, the things, uh, let's see if I can get down these, these hashtags real quick. Broken Pencil Logic, mark my words, you can't write this, uh, fuck the casual fan, um, help me out. Let's see, how many did you just run off? I got four, we, we already know what the last one is, the last one's always the last one. I mean, price just went up. I Don't mean, that's that's the last one there. Always. Look, Jerry price Jones taught me a very up. valuable price, lesson. Price There's five rules up. to business. Number one is ask for the money up front. Okay. And he he forgot the other four. <laughs> I'll take it, ladies and gentlemen. On the uh, on the horn with us right now, on the opposite end of the uh, of the of the ether, for Black History Month, you be. We have one half of the Pretty Boy Killers. Mm. Who, who, you, you, you don't understand what I just said. We have one half of the Pretty Boy Killers. Out in the streets, they call it murder. murder. Former ROH World Television Champion. Former ROH World Six-Man Tag Team Champion. Current VIP Pro World Heavyweight Champion. Shouts out Lou Gotti. And I I wanna heal him simply because he beat gang. He Lou beat Gatti. He he beat gang JTG for the belt. But he's here with us right now, ladies and gentlemen. Live and direct. Cleveland's own Shane Taylor. Shane, what's happening, man? What's good, boy? Thank y'all for having me. I appreciate that. We appreciate you for jumping on Thank here, man. I didn't realize. Absolutely. I didn't realize unless uh, I got some bad information here. Did you actually start in 2014 as a professional, or was is that your ROH debut? That was my ROH debut. I started in 2007. Gotcha. Uh, okay. 2007 started in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, under Ray Road, J Rock. Give it up one time. Um, 
And yeah, man. And then in 2014, 2015, started having dark matches, tryout matches. Uh, and then after each of those, I fixed, I, I, I chose one thing to fix that they told me to fix. And each time I came back, I had fixed whatever their issue was with me. Uh, and then by, you know, 2015, 2016, uh, they saw me there with Keith said, Kevin Kelly looked at us both and dressed in suits and was like, Oh, I like this. <laughs> and the rest is sort of kind of history. Yeah. My, my first memories of, uh, PBK was, uh, was watching ROH TV, um, and the suits gave me uh, Curtis Hughes, uh, Big Bubba Rogers vibes. And from your early days of doing the the more fleet footed style, which for one, you are a larger than average guy to be doing the, the to have the move that you have. You and Keith Lee both, and you went from the from a faster fleet footed style to now. A more hard nose ground and pound. You still, you still get up. You still get up, but you have arguably the roughest forearm shiver in the business right now. We we cringed. We saw you at VIP in 2021, and we cringed from the front row. You laying it in. How how was that transition for you in terms of the 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 uh, the morphing of the styles from 2014 you know, to up to now? I mean, it's always important, whether it's it's wrestling or, or combat sports or anything, to evolve your style as you go. You know, uh, I noticed that, you know, when I tried to do do too much or, or be too flashy, that opened up a lot of, you know, things for my opponents to counter. This way, with the style that I've adapted, it's minimalistic, you know what I mean? And I know in this sport, in this day and age, people want to, you know, do all the, all, have all the moves, right? Everybody wants to have all the moves. And for me, life has always been simpler when you just punch people in the mouth, right? Period. <laughs> like it's, amen. Amen. It's, it's to that. All, all the dancing is cool. I'm not here. I'm not here to box with you, dog. I'm just going to punch you in the face and we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see how many times you want to deal with that. And that's kind of what I base my style around, right? I can still do everything, and I I use I use my agility and athleticism more to counter things as opposed to using it for offense now. Um, but my offense is very much uh, plant my feet in the ground, pop my hips, and throw this right and throw this right hand, and we're gonna see how many times you can deal with that. Um, Essentially, what I like to do is throw that shot the way Lesnar does his plexes, right? We're going to see just how much you really want this. We're going to see. <laughs> and uh, you add that into everything else. But e e every time you think you have an opening, bow, you got to feel that. Every time you think you got some space, bow, you got to feel that. You know what I mean? And just stay in people's faces, stay in people's chest, uh, give people no room to breathe, no room to think. You know what I mean? Just just have that constant pressure. You know what I mean? Um, it's a very, and very moment, close, snug style. It, it is it is insane. Absolutely. Like, uh, I don't... People can take notes from the smaller things and you, you describing this, like if someone were to close their eyes and paint up and you're painting this picture for them, they, mm -hmm. they, they still would have no idea how close you are to people and how impactful mm -hmm. these blows are unless they've actually seen it firsthand. Wham! 
I mean, that's 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 what I like to do, man. Like I, I believe wrestling was best when it was presented as combat, as as, as being simulated combat, and I believe that it should still be presented that way. I, I'm not saying there's not you know room for anybody's style or what anybody want, wants to do. I'm just talking about the the promotion aspect of it how like if you were if, if you were to watch a, a, a mma fight and 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 the and the pitch that they gave you was hey this is a great guy he's also fighting this guy who's a great guy come watch it you'd be like uh, nah. not. <laughs> i'm good you know what i mean like I'm, I'm sure they're both good at what they do but eh. but if you see someone like You've got this guy who's just knocked out his last 10 opponents versus this guy who's just submitted his last five opponents, right? And you get them together and there's conflict and there's drama and there's like, you know, they're talking and they're doing all this stuff. You're like, oh, shit, okay. Well, like, I don't know who they are, but I definitely want to see them fight. Like, okay, well, what's, what's going on? You, you start learning about them. You start, you're invested, right? Yep. And that, to me, that is what... That is what we're able to do with pro wrestling. Like, it seems like every other sport has learned how to do what we do better than us. You know what I mean? Um, Surprise. It is what it is. But that's, yeah. So that's how I like to present myself. That's how I like to present matches um, and really just tell that that story of the battle of the wills. There were two. What I've been saying on the show for months on end. I like when wrestlers fight, and this is the <laughs> mantra of re- liking wrestlers that fight. I was, mm-hmm. I was, uh, oh, I, I gotta get drunk. Yeah, I, I was, I was just thinking like um, two of your biggest tests as a performer, as a competitor, as an athlete came from mm. two of two of the people that you respect the most. One and Keith Lee. Uh, and you, you had to be, you had to, you had to dig deep into the independent archives to find to find those battles. But then also, more recently, you completely tra- changed the person, the man, and the wrestler that Kenny King was at Final Battle last year. Um, mm-hmm. What, like, walk walk me through those processes between because like, you know you and Keith Lee, like we. There's, I, I'm gonna go somewhere else with that question with Keith Lee, but like, let's talk about like when you guys were at Evolve and and, uh, and and he quote unquote turned his back on you, or you turned your back on him, or you guys basically just went at it for a blood feud before you parted ways. And it, it's it's seeming that all signs are pointing back to you guys coming back coming back together here very soon. We we can hope, but also Kenny King too, because that was a uh, that that was a war of attrition between you two at uh, that final battle. So like, walk walk me through what your mindset was going into those because you just war just warriors well the the funny thing about that is uh the thing with me me and keith was supposed to turn into a feud but never got the chance to because he got signed ah. uh, so but what it was we had actually just defended uh the titles that we had we had just defended them and he was going to announce make that big announcement as he was about to i hit him in the jaw um and 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 that's that's something that I had to do, not because Keith is not my guy, not because I don't love that man like a brother. I had I needed to send a message, <laughs> and the message need, needed to be sent as loud as possible. And when you do that, you need to pick the biggest target possible. 
Um, and at that time, that was him. We had been teaming. We had been doing all these things. All the buzz was go going crazy. And when you listen to what I said, you know, it's it's all these overseas trips, all the UK trips, all the Ireland trips, all, all the all the buzz is Keith, Keith, Keith. I go, did y'all forget I'm standing right here? Did y'all forget that every single step he's taken, I've been right here by his side. What the issue that I had was not with Keith. It was with everybody else. It was, hey, I understand. Keith is three pointers. He is alley-oops. He is dunks. He is highlight reel after highlight reel. I understand why you would like that. I understand why that's captivating, why that's inspiring, why that's why, why, why that is why you want to bring him to to these places. Let me explain to you what I am. I am I formation four yards a carry <laughs> up the middle. Is it pretty? No. Is it effective? Hell yeah. I win the damn game. Big facts. Basketball. <laughs> I am defense and mid-range shots. I am I am the fundamentals. I am everything that they tell you that allows everything else to be. You don't get to have the alley-oops if you don't play defense and do all the things that like it all works together, right? So you can't expect one half of the equation without the other half. You can't under you can't underutilize or undervalue the other half because you think this half is more exciting. You see what I'm saying? And so I wanted the opportunity to prove that because nobody knows Keith better than I do. Nobody knows guys like Ray Rowe better than I do, right? I know when we step across that ring that he's looking into his, he's looking into the eyes of his equal. Man. And it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it was a point that I wanted to be able to show the world that, you know, in real time. Um, so, uh, and as far as Kenny King, um, you're talking about a guy who I've gone on record as saying is, I think is the most under uh, underrated performer of the last 20 years. Um, and, and someone asked me about him today and I compared him to Ziggler, right? He's someone who is so good and makes what he does look so effortless that it appears as though he's not trying or it appears as though he's not like, like, because you see it. So you see such a high level. So often you've become used to it, right? right? It's become, it's become, you know, commonplace uh, and expected. Exactly. Right. It's so you're like, Oh, you know, it's just, no, what he does is still incredibly difficult to do, and very few people on this planet have the ability to do it. You've just seen him do it for so long and so well that it's become commonplace, and it shouldn't be. Um, fi fi final battle was proving was about a few things. It was about each, each of us proving something to Ring of Honor. It was about each of us proving something to professional wrestling. It was about each of us proving something to each other and then proving it to ourselves. What a lot of people don't understand is that, and, and maybe they they do, but they don't know why. You don't get a lot of black wrestlers able to tell black stories Man. in professional wrestling. 
Man. <laughs> what they just witnessed and what they just saw, they've been following, right? Was for the past two years, they've seen a two-year story between myself and, and Kenny King that started with me losing the TV title to Dragon Lee. You fast forward, or, or and just to give some backstory, I get to Ring of Honor, find, find myself by myself, join the rebellion, start learning from Kenny King, Caprice Coleman, Rhett Titus. Learn lessons from them. Fast forward, that has to end. So I'm back on my own. Still receiving those lessons, but now carving my own path. I follow Kenny King's path, right? TV champion, solo star, coming into my own. Create my own group. STP. <laughs> you, are, you are the you are the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions in the namesake, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? So STP is not only my vision, but a blend of all the lessons and all the things that I learned during my time with Keith, with the rebellion, and taking those talks and taking that, those values, taking those beliefs now and turning them into and bringing them to fruition right essentially what stp could be is the evolution of what the rebellion was supposed to be i feel as though the rebellion was probably two years ahead of its time because if the rebellion would have hit now with everything that's going on you can't tell me we wouldn't be the biggest group in wrestling right so and you can't tell me right now that STP is not arguably the, the one of the biggest groups in wrestling, right? So that like it only proves my point. And then you get to a point to where now you get some, something that we're all too familiar with, especially in, in Black culture. You see somebody who's starting to shine. Now all of a sudden, the person that was shining the person that was getting all the love, all the praise, all the accolades. Now they're seeing it go to somebody else. What does that breed? That breeds envy, contempt. That breeds yep. jealousy. That breeds contempt. That breeds what we've all what we all see that that ayo. There's only room for one. That 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 crab in a barrel. That that you know, like you, you've got to somehow dim their light because only one of us can shine, right? Those things that we're all taught to be able to take that and, and be able to turn that into a television story and, and see Kenny King, see his little brother now transcend the TV title and compete for the Ring of Honor world title, a title that he never got to win. So now little, little brother is attempting to become greater than he is. Right? Another chapter in the book. Another chapter in the book. And how he deals with that, right? How he prevents that from happening because he wants himself he wants he, he wants to still be that guy right and then we go on that journey of me trying to get revenge on him for doing that right ultimately that culminating at final battle but this is where the beauty of the story 
gets brought in because that's simply from my perspective. The beautiful part of the story is when you look at it from Kenny's perspective. And even though he's the guy that people hate, he wanted to be the person that people hated because he wanted to be the catalyst for my growth going forward. Mm. Kenny King has been someone who has seen every single world champion in Ring of Honor. He's seen them all. <laughs> wow. He knows <laughs> that only one of us was allowed to be there. And he also knows why they were allowed to be there. Then here I come. Someone who thinks the way he does, walks the way he does, talks the way he does, believes damn near everything that he does, has the attitude, the ability, the mindset, the drive, to break down every single door that was closed on him. Except now I've sort of stopped my progression, not because, you know, I'm not as focused, but because I'm more focused on bringing up people around me through the rest of the doors that I've already knocked down. And Kenny sees there's a few more doors left. What he doesn't want is for me to waste the opportunity and the potential that I have to knock down the rest of them. Mm -hmm. So what he wanted to do was remind me, Hey, it's good that you've done this. It's fantastic that you brought everybody with you. You still have business to handle you. You're getting this opportunity, but you're not ready yet. And you're not ready yet because your mind isn't ready yet. You need to be, being world champion is not a team accolade. It is an individual accolade. You are more worried about team right now than individual. And if you step into this ring with Roosh, with this team mindset and not this individual mindset, you won't get it done. And you only got this opportunity because the fans put you here. Management didn't put you here. They don't want you here. You only have one shot to do this and you're going to waste it because you're not ready. Wow. So <laughs> he takes it upon it, right? He takes it upon himself to essentially give me an out, right? Not that I asked for it, not that I wanted it. If I lose, I lose, that's on me. But now there's this, now there's this, this thing where it's like, well, he never really got his fair shot. And now what, what Kenny has done is go, okay. And people that know me well know that when you piss me off, it's a double-edged sword. Yes, you're going to have to deal with me pissed off, but you, but they know I'm going to move mountains now because I'm, I'm mad, right? Um, Keith, Keith Lee told me once, he's like, bro, whether you realize it or not, you're Vegeta, right? If, people, if there's DBZ fans, he's like, you don't operate. <laughs> unless you've got someone that you're pissed at or you're chasing like that's uh, I, I don't know why that is but that's how you improve you need to you need someone to chase you need there to be a target right and so kenny said if you don't have a target i'll be the target and that and so now <laughs> my focus everything that i need to improve and get to where i need to be he is now embodied right 
And who else would do that for you but someone that loves and cares about you and wants you to be better? Who's willing to take those shots, to go through hell, to make sure you're better? Iron sharpens iron, diamond sharpens diamond, like any of the cliches. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then so we go through that. We go through final battle, all the lead up to that, all the all the jumpings, all the attacks, all the words, all that there with the same goal at mind. Fine. I don't care if you hate me. You're going to have to. You are going to have to do whatever it is, find whatever it is, bring that out of you because only that guy is going to be able to climb this mountain. And nothing short of that is going to work. Right. We go out there and final battle he understands that he is he he has brought out the best version of myself and he's going to bring the best version of himself and if he wins then i wasn't the guy that he thought i was if i do win then okay i'm ready to be that guy but he has to take that l you see what i'm saying right so you got you got all these things playing out and ultimately with that and the salute at the end and the hug that's us in our own way telling fans telling our culture specifically something that i preach all all the time there is enough for everyone yes indeed there is room (laughs) at the top for everyone in order to be the man you do not have to cut your brothers down at the knees you don't that is something that other people have told you that is something other people have put into to your head you do not need to do that no other groups do that when you think about how the world works when you think about group economics when you think about building up communities they do it together the way the dollar circulates stays with them the way things move all of these things it it's it you build up the community right and we were able to be able to showcase why that is so important and tell all of these stories within a a year and a half essentially two year time frame now i would be i i would challenge any anybody in professional wrestling and, 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 and any fan tell me a time where you saw a story like that play out on TV in, in pro wrestling. Now, and typically with with uh, with African Americans specifically, you you're not going to mm-hmm. see that for that length of time. And mm-hmm. so there, there's so many so many jewels you drop as far as cooperative economics and the bringing people up and keeping people up with you as opposed to leveling people at the knees and dropping them down. While this mm-hmm. is going on. Shane Taylor Promotions is on the uptick, which is mm-hmm. you as a CEO and the captain, of course. You mm-hmm. also have some great talents in uh, in Khan, uh, Moses, Ron Hunt, O'Shea Edwards. Um, mm-hmm. Those guys have been getting more shine for Shane Taylor and Shane Taylor Promotions away from ROH, especially here in, in the Texas in the Texas market for the independent scene. Talk about mm-hmm. those guys. Like how how important are those guys to the movement, and more so, how important is it for you to show the, uh, their ability to rise to the next level? It, it's paramount. It, it's absolutely everything, right? If this was a football team, like bro, if I'm if I'm the quarterback, Ron is the offensive coordinator. You know what I mean? Like he's he, he's putting the game plan 
together. He's he's we're strategizing. We're doing everything we have to do. O'Shea is the left tackle, man. I'm I'm gonna make. There's nothing I have to worry about coming from that side of the field because I know he's got me right. And whoever it is coming that way is getting put on their ass. I got no doubts about that. You know what I mean? And Khan and Moses are that one-two punch. You know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, it's it's they're 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 gonna make every catch. They're they're gonna break tackles. They're gonna score. They're gonna get yardage. They're gonna do every single thing that they need to do to make sure that not only the team wins, but they look damn impressive while they do it. And they do to see their growth and maturation from I from when I saw them at the dojo, watching their confidence grow on every promo, watching their performance get, get better, watching the chemistry get better each and every single time they got out the ring. You know what I mean? It was the thing of beauty, you know? And I sat there and I smile because we're just getting started. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're, we're just... People were just starting to see us hit our stride, you know, and uh, it, it that's what makes this group just so, so damn impressive. And the fact that I, I can lend my name to them to be able to give them a higher platform to jump from is just icing on the cake. Yeah, right? they don't they but, don't they don't need it, but it makes it better. No. Exactly. Like no, they don't. They they are they are four stars all on their own. You know what I mean? But if I can, but if my name can prop them up just a little bit more, then hell yeah, that's it. That's that's what it's all about. Um, and being able to see them shine and dominate and and impress every single person that they run into does my heart good because I remember a time where. You know, people said that they didn't see it in them or, or they or they couldn't find a place for them. And I'm like, man, if you can't find a place for them, you're blind. You know what I mean? So I, I said, I, I see a place for them. I see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> let, let, let me do it. You know what I mean? And and here we are. So um, obviously you outside in these streets, you get into it. And and you do a lot of traveling uh, in a group, and a lot of traveling solo. What's the vibe, especially because it's it's obviously obvious that you're a person who thinks, you know, mm -hmm. it's very cerebral. So what's the vibe like musically when you're traveling with the group, and and when you're traveling solo? The vibe when we're traveling as, as a group and solo are kind of the same, right? Okay. Like everybody's sort of just. Like when, when we're all together, man, it's 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 that team. It's that team atmosphere. We're laughing. We're joking. We're talking shit. You know, what I mean, we're, we're making fun of Ron's shoes or fuck. You know, what I mean, like it's 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 just like it would be in the fucking hood. You know, what I mean, like just chilling with your boys, just laughing, joking, cutting up. Once it's time to get to business, then it changes. Right. right? Then it's strategy. Then it's how do we make the most of this? How does this you know, do we get the most impact out of this? And what I try, try to do my way of leading is I will make a suggestion. By no means do I ever feel like my ideas are always the best ones, but that's why we're all here, right? I may not have the best idea. And there's a lot of times that Ron or Moses or Khan or O'Shea will come up with something that I didn't even think of. And I was like, oh shit, well, let's just do that then, right? <laughs> and we go with the collective best idea. That's what's made everything work so far. That's that's going to be the strategy going forward, you know? And then I have the final say of everything, but if it's a good idea, I'm not about to shoot it down just because it wasn't mine. 
You right. know what I mean? That's not what <laughs> leaders do. You know what I mean? If this makes us the most money and that and that was your idea, boom. That's what we're we're doing. And you're gonna get more because it was your idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how Absolutely. this shit should work. You know what I mean? So um that's that that's just the way we do it. But once it's time to lock in, I think for me, it's a lot of DMX. Ooh. It's a lot of Russ. Okay. Um, just the way he talks about, you know, just, just, just business and, and, and evolving himself, uh, bro, that blew a budget. Like I've never, I've never seen a guy who I was for the most part unfamiliar with blow that kind right. of a budget on a second project out of nowhere. Like, I'm the, <laughs> and here's, and here's the crazy thing about it. Right. For some people, it's out of nowhere. But for the people who've been following him, he's done like eleven albums, right? right? Wow. He's, he's he's been doing he's he's been touring the world essentially by himself with just him and his team. Like he's been doing all these things under the radar, just building this empire, right? And then now, now that he's starting to hit with these mainstream artists, now that he's starting to break into this realm, it's. He's got, he's got this arsenal of stuff just waiting. So he's literally like hitting the ground running. And mm -hmm. it's it's incredible to just hear the things that he talks about and watch and and like and, and use that blueprint to go, yeah, this is what I want to do for my team in wrestling. Like we don't need openers. We don't need anybody sharing the stage with us because y'all didn't help us build this damn stage. We built this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if I if I'm gonna be anywhere, if I'm gonna have anybody with me, it's gonna be them because they were the ones here. You know what I mean, it's not often um, like like you can't look at this like I'm I'm gonna say these names again. Of course, you're, you're kicking it off, right? Uh, O'Shea right. Edwards, Ron uh, Ron Hunt, Moses, and Khan. You can't yeah. you can't put a, a a group of guys in one faction anywhere, and, I, and I'm saying this right now anywhere. And have everybody be able to hold their own on a independent or a uh, or a corporate card, and still have everybody be able to shine when you only have room for three or four more matches. It's not possible right now unless you form a new faction, bro. It's no, I fully agree with you that you have five legitimate main eventers who can all walk talk and do every single thing you need we all just happen to be in the same group and like it, that's like no nobody's touching us right now and that that's the scary part for a lot of people because there's essentially there's a lot of people out there right now eating really good and the second you let that door open and we walk in we're taking all your food, bro. <laughs> we're, yes, we're taking sir. it all. Like you're gonna have to. By the time you realize we're ahead of you, and you have to step your game up, there's no chance you catch us. There's no chance. And 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 that's that's a scary thing for a lot of people because they're they are used to being on top. They are used to being the favorites. They are used to being the ones that everybody you know calls the best problem is they know they're not and we know they're not put us in a situation where we have to prove that we've got no problem with it on our end right right on but they're not ready to really have those problems yet but yeah uh so dmx <laughs> russ and 
a lot of Jay Z now too. Uh, It it is of my belief that Jay Z is wasted on the young. There's lessons that you learn as you get older, as you become a man, as you become a father, as you try to conduct business, as you evolve who you are as a person. Those things aren't really conveyed when you're younger, right? Because your your mind is just in a different place. Now, listening to it and listening to him talk about his failures, his mistakes, you know, the the things that he wished that he could do over, talking about, you know, changing who he is to 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 make sure he lives up to the expectations he has of himself as a husband and a father, as a businessman, right? Getting back to lyrics meaning something in hip hop. To me, that is what speak that that is what's going to define his greatness is, is the ability to sell the same, do the same, have the same impact, but also evolve and continue to be, you know, uh, continue to be so so much more than just an artist to be. Um, to, to not have to ride the wave of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like you, he can still do his thing his way, right? Instead of sounding or being like anybody else or fitting this, you know, this genre of whatever it is, you know? Um, his, I mean, and his, I, his I, way is booking I'm, Super Bowl talent and, and making people forget that the Black Eyed Peas were the first hip hop group to ever lace a uh, Super Bowl stage at halftime. <laughs> like, that's that's I mean, the Jay Z way. <laughs> bro, like, and if, and, and if you can go out and make people forget about other people, job well that done. Only, <laughs> that only speaks to your greatness, right? right? If you can go out, out there, and the Black Eyed Peas are not a small group, like, they are a worldwide group. If you are, if you can go out there and make people forget about them, that's tough. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's tough. That's like factual. imagine a fighter coming along that makes people forget about Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're gonna have you're gonna have one person mad when that happens because it's gonna take a long time for the people to to even not know who he is. Even the generations that never heard, that never saw him fight. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so it'd be like, whoo, like, like, did y'all forget about this? You'd be like, oh, damn, we did. Like, oh, shit. Like, it's, 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 but that level of, of greatness, man, that, that, that requires a lot, you know, and, and him speaking a, a, about that, taking the chances that he does on his music too. Cause he take he says a lot, a lot of things that I'm sure bring him backlash. Right. And I, I, I don't know how his world works. I haven't reached that level of stardom. You know what I mean? I probably don't even want to. It, it seems like a very crazy world, right? But I'm sure there's a lot of people that hear what he say, that hear what he says, and go, "Hey, man, the hell are you doing?" You know what I mean? F- f- the fuck was that? You know what I mean? Like, and there's only uh, there's only there's only two black people I know that can get away with dropping that many m bombs and still be billionaires and be able to, to cut and write the check, and that's Jay Z and Dr. Dre. That's it. Those are the only two. <laughs> Kanye. Oh. We'll throw him in a bunch too because he's definitely in that in that conversation now. Yes, Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah then there's that. You know? I mean, I mean, here's 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 the thing, right? People love to dismiss Kanye, but I'm like, fam. Here's the thing. Let, let, let's not forget. Like, I think Jay Z is just getting to his second billion, right? <laughs> Kanye's at like six. Oh man. 
and, and like, it, let's 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 just keep it. You know what I'm saying? The, the like, level the, lev- the level of fuck you was insane. <laughs> listen, listen, and and someone who someone like myself who enjoys the phrase that there's nothing, not nothing says fuck you quite like fuck you. Um, <laughs> hit the hit the bell. Hit the bell one time. You know time. what I mean? Like nothing nothing really. Nah, nothing really hits it the way. Chef's kiss. <laughs> That's funny that. as shit. And says, fuck you, Kanye's fuck you. at that level that, bro, no matter what you say about him, all he has to do is look at you and go, bitch, I'm a billionaire six times over. The fuck have you done? And what are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing I'm wearing billion dollar dust rags while you're talking about them being dust rags. Fuck you, mean. <laughs> like, I can do whatever I want, essentially, right? The truth, I, the truth I can do an open say way. whatever I I want, and my status, the things that I have built allow me to take those hits. I can do everything that you can do, and you can't do the shit that I I can do. I win. <laughs> right <laughs> yo okay so so that 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 brings me to, to this point let's let's i want to build two mixtapes we do mixtapes on this show and it could be from from anything from music to artists uh, to uh to wrestlers to eras to matches let's do two mm-hmm. mixtapes real quick we're gonna do a mixtape mm-hmm. uh like right now you're building a mixtape of uh for for your next trip from we'll say from we'll say cleveland to chicago you gotta, you gotta, okay. you you make you making a mixtape in the car. Give me, give me some music that you bumping in the car from uh, from uh, from Cleveland to Chicago. And then while while you are listening to this music, I want you to tell me. And you're not, we're not driving a, uh, we're not driving a, a car. We're driving a nine seat Yukon. We gonna fill this bad boy up. Who's in the ride with you? Why they listen to this music? Uh, okay, so like so like we said, I, I mean it's it, it's filled with Russ. It's I mean there's so many. Russ songs on my playlist right now. He could fill up a whole soundtrack by himself. Okay, you know okay. what I mean. But um, lot, lot of Russ, a lot of Jay Z, DMX. Like, like I said, um, there's going to be um, a guy by the name of Ebenezer who's from the UK. Okay, uh, he's absolutely dope. While we're over there, we're gonna hit Jay Huss. And we're gonna hit. Um, I want to say Stormzy. I, I'm, I'm gonna take while, while we're in the UK. I, I, I fucks with Pete and Bass too. <laughs> I, I I don't know who that is, bro. There's, 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 some, there's some geezers. They're like seventy years old, bro, and they've got yeah, uh, bars. <laughs> uh, are, are you talking about? Are you talking about the two old white dudes? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Probably not them. Not that that has anything to do with it. But just when I when I imagine my hip hop, that's just not who I see telling me about life. You know what I'm nah, saying? But but, li- uh, but listening to them, yeah, I fucks with them. Go ahead though. Oh, hey, listen, hey, then that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, but there's a song called First Things First. I believe it's by I I would have I would have a, I would have to check, but it's man, it's and then and like you've got Audacity too. Audacity is one of my fa- favorite songs. It's like, uh, who, who, <laughs> who the fuck went and gassed you up to, to make you really think that you who could be clashing me? Like, who really told you <laughs> that you could stand here with me and do this shit? You know what I mean? Straight like, they lied to you. <laughs> Straight right. Like, who, who do you think you are? Right? <laughs> uh, uh, and so you've got that. Um, 
man, it's it's long as car rides. So what what else do we got in there? You would obviously have to have uh, some some Kanye in there. Now uh, now which which Kanye though? I actually like no no hold on. <laughs> we're we're going no church in the wild, Kanye. Ooh okay. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like watch the throne, yay. Watch the throne, yay. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Like uh oh Otis Redding, yay. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like um call Pete Rock for a gym, yay. Right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> lot 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 of Nipsey Hustle. Ooh, right on. Rest in um, peace. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So like I mean, probably if if, if we're just trying to just vibe out and just have one of those trips that's that that's probably where it's at right there that's a hell of a that's a hell of a lineup for for for, for that uh because it's yeah. it's it's a boring trip it's not a short trip well actually it's a short trip but right. it's, a, it's a boring trip so that's a hell of a lineup for that now i'm saying it, uh, whether it be current or whether it be from your past or, or whether it be from from you know those who have, who have gone on your heroes who's in the whip mm-hmm. with you you got you got eight seats to fill. You driving. You riding. Yeah, and everybody else is riding with you. So like, who who you got? Who's going shot? Everybody in STP. So that gives us five right there. <laughs> That's five right there. So <laughs> well, four. You, you add, got four with you. you. Add you add Keith Lee. Okay. 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 You add Raymond Rowe. And you add Kenny King. Ooh, you got one more. Give give me a legend. Give me yeah one more. A legend. You had Taker. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's out of nowhere there. Yeah, hell yeah. You kind of got real different this, at the Hold on. And this is why I say that. Like, I'm not... I The political shit, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not caring about that. Like, not... That's its own thing, right? Right. But the way his mind works about the sport, the way it works about the business, the way he sees it, I, I believe we, we see it in a similar way. Right. Okay. So the, so to be able to because we're, we're not going to be in this car and not talk wrestling. Right. So. Who else would you want to talk wrestling with that? I mean, you're talking someone that's seen everything from world class to, to, to the NWA, WCW, and then spent, spent the heyday of his career in 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 Stanford in the Supermax if you will and 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 at WWE at he is headquarters he had to pass the torch so yeah no doubt but and it's hard to believe this here we are in 2022 and i remember seeing him with uh the same person that that managed him to his last days uh right. Percival Pringle the 3rd in Texas uh, with under a mask in like eighty three, mm. like, <laughs> right. like, right. like, wow, like, and you still had a twenty five year career on top, right? And this, and this is the thing, right? Think about this shit. At some point, there was some dude that looked at him and said, "Ah, yeah, I don't see it, kid." <laughs> then there's that. Uh. <laughs> Somewhere. Some executive was like, eh, nah. Not it. <laughs> you're, you're not that guy, buddy. You're not that guy. Uh, hold on. He is that guy. You're just kind of shitty at your job. You know what I mean? <laughs> so th- oh, that man. that sort of that sort of chip 
I carry too, right? Because there's a lot of people that look at me and go, ah, yeah, we just don't see it. And I go, okay, you cannot see it, but that, give me time. That's literally your career, though, uh, Shane. Like, Listen, that's my entire shit. Like, I'm, I'm going to come back. Like, that's one of those stay right here moments, right? Stay right here. Don't don't because move. Argue, don't move. Don't move. Don't, don't, don't go nowhere. I want you right here with the same attitude, saying the same shit. Because by the time I come back, I'm gonna be that guy, and I want to look at your face when I tell you to fuck off, right? <laughs> I want to look in your eye and tell you to fuck off. To quote Shane right? Taylor, nothing quite says fuck you. Nothing says fuck you <laughs> quite like fuck you. I'm where, telling you. Where is that shirt? We need to figure out how to make this happen immediately. If we have to do like, if it's a collab shirt, I'm all the right. way with it. But we have to have that on a shirt that it can be worn in public. Oh, I'm man. saying, bro, like it's 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 just reality. Nothing quite. I'm telling you, once you, <laughs> once, once you're able able to express that that exact moment, you all all you feel is chef's kiss. Perfect. I, I'm gonna make That's sure. I'm saying. I'm gonna. I want. I want to apologize now. I'm gonna go out of my way. The next time I see you, to give you the most emphatic fuck you. And hope right. and, and hope that you stay in character when I do it, because <laughs> you're gonna because you're gonna know who it's from. <laughs> G Willikers. And here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. It here's depends the thing. on the mindset that I'm in, because me Uh-oh. now, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll remember. Oh, he's referencing what we talked about. Me then, when I turn that on, it's bitch. Fuck you. Do something. You ain't about to do a goddamn thing. But sit there in that seat that you paid for to come watch me. The fuck you about to do? Like that's. <laughs> so, I, so, so I guess I guess we got to come up with some kind of code then. Like I'm, I guess I have to right. throw, a, throw a fist out there. You know what I'm saying? Something because right. <laughs> I'm because I'm gonna have my fist up in the air. You know, I'm gonna have my fist <laughs> right, up right, right. first and foremost. I'm gonna have my fist up in the air when I do it. So I'm gonna make sure that 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 you understand that there's no right. vitriol hey. with this. Right, 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 right. Well, well, it just sounds like you're playing a dangerous game. That's really right. what it sounds like. I'm, I'm just saying you got you 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 can catch people on the wrong day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, for real. It's a, it's a lot of dice rolling. What you do. <laughs> Right now. I'm a, I'm a, I just make sure it's not a JTG rematch, then. Right. You know hey, look. he gonna need all the help we can get. <laughs> so, look, Shane, we got a got a three piece. These are gonna be quick, quick hitters. Three pieces, dark with the pepper. So, no biscuit, no biscuit. What was your aha moment? Meaning, what moment did you know you wanted to be in this sport? It was. When my dad took me to the Richfield Coliseum, uh, I got to see Kerry Von Eric, who was Texas Tornado at the time, versus the Warlord. It went to a double countout. By no means uh, was it a five-star match by today's standards, but it went to a no uh, a double countout, and the building went absolutely unglued. They started throwing hot dogs, drinks, popcorn, whatever you could think of. <laughs> wow. I looked up at, at my dad. And he was looking down at me like, don't even fucking do it because I was about to throw my drink too. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm getting into it as a kid. Like, oh shit, we throwing shit? He was like, nah, we ain't throwing shit. Like, so um, That's our money right but, there. You know, <laughs> bro, that's what I'm saying. So um, so I, I looked at that and I was like, yo, these dudes just made people not only pay to see this show, but, but throw away shit that they just paid for, right? And made them that mad to do that? Yeah, wh- wh- whatever it is they do, I want to do that because I am I'm combative and antagonistic by nature. Like, wh- whatever you say that you believe in, whatever you you say that that you're about, prove it to me. 
I want to see it. I don't even have to be invested in the counterpoint, right? I just want to see if you are willing to, to, to do what you say you're going to do. How far are you willing to go to show me what you believe in, <laughs> right? So that, that, that's just who I am. Like, if, if you believe the, the grass is green, I could not give a fuck that the grass is green, but I'd be like, okay, then, then show me, prove that to me. Well, what do you think? Like, you know what I mean? Like you prove that to me, show me. Um, that's just who I am. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that, that was the aha moment that I was like, Hey, uh, I definitely want to do this. And then what solidified (laughs) it was watching Ron Simmons beat Vader and Uh, win the world title. Because then I, I saw myself in Ron, like, there's a lot of other great legendary black performers that we've had. I couldn't relate to a lot of them because a lot of them were sort of caricatures of, of, of what we are and in, in our in our cult in our culture. There was just things that I couldn't relate to, right? Right but on. Ron, there, there was none of that. It, it was just, hey, this dude is just busting his ass. He's a bad motherfucker, and now he's the man. Period. And it was like, okay, there it is. Okay, so that rolls right over to the next question. Favorite mm. black wrestler of all time. Favorite black wrestler of all time. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. That's feet to the fire action right there. Swab. Uh huh. <laughs> we we get myself. Myself. Oh. Okay. okay. Get outside, I know, I, know I know. I know people are are gonna hear that and be like, "What the fuck?" But like, no. There's people. There's people that I I, I I admire. There's people that I put on a pet on a pedestal. There's people that I emulate. There's people that I pattern certain things after. But if you don't believe in you and and, and love yourself at to the utmost, then you can't. That like I, I'm never gonna reach where I want to reach. You see what I'm saying? So. Uh, yeah. I'm my favorite wrestler, uh, and my job then is to go out and try to put together a, a career that can be comparable to men who have come before me. Before you yeah. ask the next question, Swab, I, you saying that I really hope that in this era that because um, we people are more active right now than any other era in wrestling, including the territory era, because. Anybody can pop up with an independent. You have people like Game Changer and Northeast that are that, that are doing e- virtual pop up shows, but they're doing an old school promotional format where they're not solidified uh, regular dates. There's just every two three months, whenever they feel the need, whenever they book the car, whenever they have the talent available, they go out there. And I just hope that a lot of people like yourself and especially your work doesn't get lost in these in, in the independent scene because there's some great work that's out there. And mm. that body of work is greater than the stuff we actually see on TV because you get more time to tell the story in the ring versus being confined to like having to look at a certain camera or looking for you know, for a break because of a TV timeout or things of that nature. Like there's different elements to an indie show than it is for what you see than what you have going on on TV that helps to mm. tell a better story. And I hope that that stuff doesn't get lost in the body of work that you have when it's all said and done. Yeah, I mean, and, and I and I, I and I, I definitely understand that, and I think for me, my goal will be to because whether people want to believe it or, or not, the independent scenes are just as political as the TV scene. They like people have their spots. They don't want other people to intrude. They like they have their 
you know what I mean? Like, like it, it's all the same shit across the board. Um, so my job will be to continue to produce quality at the rate at which I'm used to doing it and that people a, a expect it from me and will do my best uh, to bring people to what I'm doing as opposed to me, uh, as, as opposed to me trying to go find them, right? I'm just going to continue to help build the scenes that I'm in to bring people into those. And then as word of mouth spreads, you know what I mean? Instead of trying to hop on the next hot thing, I'm just going to make what I'm doing the hot thing. Right on. I can dig it. I can dig it. So Shane Taylor is Shane Taylor's favorite black wrestler of all time. So give me a, give me top three named Shane Taylor. Top three what? Give me your top three black wrestlers of all time not named Shane Taylor. <laughs> Ron Simmons, The okay. Rock. Okay. And Booker T. See? Right off top. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's that, that's and here and here's the thing, right? And here's what I want. I I have I and and I, I'm gonna ask this from our from our culture. We need to stop trying to qualify who is and who isn't black enough. Man, there are too many people who already don't want to see us succeed. There are too many people who are actively trying to make sure we don't succeed. There are too many people too ignorant to actually let us be ourselves in a lot of these areas or even let us get a voice in the room. We cannot be tripping up ourselves over bullshit. Because that makes perfect sense. If 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 the rock goes out there and wins, we all win. Not not it's not like only half of us win. We all win. Right? The, the world the world sees him the way they see him. He is what he is. Right? That's what it is. Um so we 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 can't keep trying to qualify and that and that goes with not only just race, but any, but any for religion, for sexual preferences, for, for identification, for whatever else you want. Like black people are black people. The, the, the sooner we, un, we understand that and we can figure out like, hey, we're not excluding sections of ourselves and we can bring everybody under one uh, umbrella. That's the start of understanding the power that we have collectively. Right. And then we can sit here and talk about talk all day about what that could mean. Right. But that's a whole other conversation. Here, 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 here's what I hate to. Uh, and I've, I've talked to Suave about this, too. And even talking to just regular passers by casual fans. Not, and this is this has nothing to do with wrestling. You mentioned the right. rock not being black enough. What people don't right. realize is he's he's the owner or uh, one of the people in a control in a uh, in a controlling interest group. And the figurehead of said group to own a football league, but for right. some, but for some odd reason, he's not black enough, or it's it's because it's the Rock, or because it's the XFL. When we say, "Well, we there's not enough black coaches in the NFL," cool. You have all this nonsense going on in the NFL right now. You have somewhere else to go. You don't you don't want to deal with the with the kneeling and what's going on with people kneeling. You have somewhere else to go, but it's not good enough for you because it's a it's not the NFL, but or it's owned by the Rock. Like get off that shit. Like just like you said, it's there for you. It's, it depends on you, it. 
the, the general public the deals the phenomenon. Right. And, and and here's the thing, right? People need to understand we 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 don't live in the world that we envision the world to be. We live in the world in which it actually is. We live in reality, right? And in reality, nobody is going to change the rules of a game that they are winning. They're not. <laughs> it makes no sense, right? The NFL and I and I'm guilty of it too, right? Everybody is watching these playoffs. Everybody is putting money into this shit. Everybody's doing it, right? So you can sit here and be like, hey, we'll we'll change this. And they can be like, no. <laughs> Why? Because we're still making money. You're like, you haven't shown us that you're willing to leave this to make this happen. Right? So if you're not willing to, to do it, why should we? We're the ones in control, right? So if there's not enough black coaches in the NFL, right? Which there aren't, which I I I I listened to Darius Butler on the Pat McAfee show talk about it today. Essentially, he kind of said the same thing. Like it's it's I, I'm sure that there there will be some a few hires after this lawsuit thing gets settled, right? Just to kind of hush hush things, but then it'll go back to the same way way it was. Truth be this told, conversation. I'm, it, I'm sorry, conversation, Truth be yeah. told, I really thought that Jacksonville was about to put Leftwich in position just to shut them the fuck up in Miami, but it, that didn't happen, as we see. I, I I don't even know what's going on with with that. I just saw a headline. I was like, let me not even let me go look at that before I even say anything. Right? <laughs> let me let, let me go do my research before I say anything. Right, right? on. Right on. Uh, so you now then it, it, and it's sort of the same thing when, when it comes to when people talk about athletes right imagine what would happen if every five-star recruit every big time recruit in college ball went to go play for hbcus <laughs> instead of the instead of the power conferences facts we're, we're just just we're, we're waiting the, for the hundred the hundreds of millions of dollars that would leave that would leave the NCAA mind-boggling. The cash right? infusion that happened in Jackson just from Deion Sanders joining up over there. Like I'm saying, <laughs> now imagine that at Grambling. Imagine that at you know what I mean, like at, at all these other places, right? So, um, so for for that, my my thing would, 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 would my thing would be there should be coaches right now talking to the Rock, and I'm sure there are. But like, hey. If we're gonna have a, a, essentially a black-owned league, why why would we not have black GMs, black head coaches, black? You know what I mean? And and really sort of build something that can be a viable option instead of the NFL for our kids. Like good enough to build the franchise, but not good enough to run the franchise. Franchise like there's been the story which, of our which, of which, our- which sounds like what. Slavery, <laughs> first de- first degree. I'm, I'm, I'm just um, listen. There's gonna be a lot of people that like, and people are, are gonna hear go, oh, how can you? They're they're still millionaires and this this this. Eh, okay, I I'm I'm it. a thousand there telling you this. So that <laughs> you see what I'm saying, like, bro, like it's it's like man. And when you listen, and when you compare it, and when you look at the draft process, especially the way they like. <laughs> like when they strip yeah, everyone yeah. down and they're looking at teeth and, and muscle mass and all this, like, I go, that's, oh, that's man. <laughs> very similar to auction type behavior. I'm not saying it is, 
I'm not saying they don't, this. They don't want to talk about that, Shane. <laughs> they don't. I'm they don't want to talk saying, about what's real. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I I could see how someone could draw the conclusion. You see what I'm saying? I'm saying. I'm not saying right. that's what it is. I'm just saying I understand if you do think that's what I, it I'm is. I'm just saying I understand. I understand how they can see that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying I I I can see that perspective. Indeed. We <laughs> all the way outside, Suave. <laughs> I'm telling you, we off the top rope with more blackness than you ever had straight into your chest cavity. Unprotected. Right. <laughs> oh, speaking of unprotected, right. goddamn Shane, you can throw a chair. <laughs> hey, man. We swing that bitch. Oh man, who swing bada bada? <laughs> Get your hands up and keep them up. All right. Here's 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 a good one. Shane Taylor's in the main event. Yeah. His opponent is any one of his choosing, past, present, or future. Yeah. Who is the opponent, and where does the match take place? And also, what kind of match is it? Hmm. Okay, I, I I have two answers for that. All right. For me personally. Right, it would be, Ray, Ray, it, it would be Raymond Rowe, uh, Eric of Viking Raider fame for people who know him by that. Uh, my my trainer, best friend, godfather to my kids. Uh, it it would be him, probably main event of Tokyo Dome for the IWGP Ooh, world, world, world title. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Now, I want the good end. Egg Come dome on, action. <laughs> now, now, if you're asking, now that's that's just me personally. Now, right. if I'm sitting here and I'm building a a uh, yeah, do this one for the check. This is promoter okay. Shane Taylor here. <laughs> this is promoter Shane Taylor. Yes, sir. Yeah, My, yeah. Myself. Prime time, prime Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, for the WWE title, Madison Square Garden. Um, and essentially you get, and if, if people are like, and if you look at the two of us, right, we are essentially both middle-class bread, fuck the system, fuck the man. I'm going to go out here and do this shit my, my own way throw as many punches as possible motherfuckers right we are both at just two different ends of the spectrum and so you have what then is the two of the best fighters two of the baddest motherfuckers standing there but for the top prize in the game asking each other and proving to each other just who the baddest really is Man. I can dig it. <laughs> I like it. Outstanding, man. Uh, so if we if we if we in the garden, are we on pay per view or we just we like mega house show action? Oh, we're pay per view. That's, that's one hundred percent. We're talking promoter Shane which, Taylor. What the fuck you mean, Swab? That's, that's not even a question. It was <laughs> called a lead in question. Let me throw my oop off the glass. <laughs> Slam it on the head. <laughs> so which which pay per view we rocking for Madison Square Garden? Oh, 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 this is uh, this is Mania. Now, if we want the biggest like. Like Madison Square Garden is not going to hold the biggest gate for Mania, right? But if we're talking prestige, and and we're and we're doing that, then that's that's one that's one, one thing. If that's the case, then if we moved it, say like Mania was moved to like Wembley Stadium or something like that, you know what I mean? 
and you're talking, yeah, you know, five hundred thousand seats or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This oh, massive, massive shit. Now I totally get the MSG pick. That's that's a that's a legacy move. Exactly. Because I mean, in, in, in buildings like like that, you hear about great performers in any plot, whether it's the NBA, whatever it is. Like great performers always perform well in that building. It adds to the legacy and the mystique of the of the venue, and something like that. It it would only feel like something special is going to happen. This is going to be something special because it's these two people for this title in this building out on this stage man it can't get any better than that man um you got some uh you got you got some time booked up here coming up for you know this is a certain this is a certain season that we're in and there's a certain mm-hmm. pay-per-view that we just talked about that's happening in a certain city mm-hmm. and uh you hold a belt for an organization within that area for said certain city so i know you're going to be mm-hmm. active and you also just happen to be in the final class of the of the old ROH as they go through this uh, reorganization and the relaunch. It's also in said certain city. Run down so, what you have so far lined up for WrestleMania weekend in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. I can't let that be known yet because wow. there's a lot of that haven't been announced yet. <laughs> so okay. I, I, I will absolutely be there for, for VIP for the DFW All Pro Show, uh, I will be at for the culture in some capacity, um, and, and there's some other things that I will definitely be at. Uh, I, as of right now, one of those things is not ROH. So wow, okay, um, yeah. So that 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 hasn't been a thing yet. Who knows what happens? Uh, I know they're talking about. The unification thing with Jonathan and, and Bandito, that's cool. Uh, the way I see it and the way I've, I've, I've said it be, before, they can battle over whatever titles that they have. I'm still the uncrowned king of Ring of Honor as far as I'm concerned because the, the Ring of Honor world champion should, should have always been represented by the baddest dude in the company, not necessarily who was, you know, the COO's favorite people, you know what I mean. So, um, and <laughs> hey, you you're a bad boy, Shane. You're a bad that, motherfucker, that's, man. That's a, that's what I mean. Like for like now, like I I I kind of feel like whoever wins is essentially Joe Frazier when Ali got suspended. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, <laughs> okay, you you've got the belt, but you ain't the man. Yeah, man you like, like like you're you're good. You you are. All right. You're 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 good. You know what I mean? But you're, you're not. You're but you're not Hove. <laughs> you're everything they said you were, but you're not me. But you're not. You know I mean? You're not Hove. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, speaking uh, of Jay Z, one of my favorite so, lines is always, "I heard a motherfucker saying they made Hove. Made Hove say, okay, so make another Hove.' <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Do do it again. Oh, you can't. All right then. Right. right. <laughs> Clearly, it wasn't you. Right. Oh man. So. It is what it is. Well, we'll see what happens. Well, you know what I mean? whenever you, whenever you, everything is is solidified and ironed out, I, I I implore you. The door is open. You are more than welcome to come back whenever you do. You just you just murdered an hour and ten minutes with us, man. So we appreciate you. Uh, plug Absolutely. anything you got. You have to plug, man, so we, so we can get up out of here and let you enjoy the rest of your evening. At Shane two one six Taylor on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, I got it back. Uh, 
all the links if you're in the merch buying mood all the links to that are in the are in the bios and in in the in, in the in the profiles of those platforms got everything from hats jackets uh all the way down to baby onesies if, if you need it if, if you want your baby to start off on the right path the path of following the baddest you know what i mean uh go ahead and get you some of those uh but yeah man just shouts out to everybody man who who's who's supported me and stp my crazy 14 year journey in this sport so far um we are we when when we say we're for the people and we're for the culture we we mean it man like and that's that's what we love so much is the fact that so many people rock with us and we get to be that we we get to be that counterculture right because there's a lot of people who get ahead by keeping their head down and just not being and not saying anything just being good little boys and girls and we just don't subscribe to that man like if 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 you bow your head then your crown's gonna fall off and that's just not what Oof. we're here to do you know what i'm saying so um yeah so just thank you guys for rocking thank you guys for rocking with us for supporting us and uh, it is going to be a very fun season here very, very shortly. Yes, indeed it is, man. We're, we're here for it all. Uh, we can't say thank you enough. We appreciate you. Uh, we, we, we appreciate your work and your contrib- contributions to the business. Keep uh, keep keep shining, man. Just keep shining. We'll be there right there with you with our fist up in the air sh- uh, shouting out the STP. Yes, sir. Thank you, boys. All right, man. Swap, take us to the house. Pencil pushes. Heads up. Pencils down. And since we outside, you gotta understand it's a whole lot of fucking gang shit.